0: Welcome to The Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? All things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered.
1: The metal The Methodist. The, Methodist. the, Methodist. the, Methodist. the Methodist. Sometimes they talk about other The metal The they talk about The battle The The
0: battle! And now, your hosts, David Dilo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is The Metalist.
2: Greetings one and all. Thank you once again for joining us, wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this. It's The Metalist Podcast.
0: I'm Dave Still. And I am THE PHILOSOPHER! AKA. Because I know so much about nothing at all. I'm Jason. Yep, yep, yep. Today with us, extremely pleased to announce, very special
2: guest, friend of the show. You may have seen him on Westworld. You may have seen him in um, A Star is Born, yeah? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You may have seen him in a (laughs) lot of things. His infamous scene in um, Don't Mess With the Zohan. He is (laughs) (laughs) the legendary shredder from Holy Grail, now also of insight... And of course, Alien Satan, formerly of Huntress, and special shout out, good friend Nick May for reminding me of this, my good friend, former roommate, and current collaborator. Also your former co-worker. Former What what did you do in this? Kaiser Soze?
3: Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, he He broke that out. yesterday. I was like, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Like, was that was it a one man project thing? No,
3: it was it was me, Josh Caldwell. On oh, no bass. Shit. Okay, there you go. And then uh, Chris Mahadey on drums, who I used to play in the band called Global Scar. Nice. Back here, back in the day, here in San Diego, um, which uh, we might actually try to release that EP.
2: Okay, because so. he he sent me a he gave he's all, oh you want to hear it and it was like this chewed up ass cd that looks like somebody you know on like, like those gravel driveways just kind of put it on there and went yeah
3: oh that was our style that was how <laughs> we did it <laughs> Sick.
2: add some extra grit yeah oh uh, i like it anyways so we're <laughs> gracious enough to have him here with us today because we're going to talk about a band very near and dear to all our hearts death and it's a day after the 18th anniversary of his passing when we're recording of the you know recording this and That didn't even occur to me until we saw the tribute stuff yesterday. I was like, "Oh man, timely!"
0: So totally thought that was. Oh man, I got my ear to the Twitter world, dude. I saw that shit the day before because all the people in like fucking Japan and Australia and shit were posting it. Like the day I'm like, "Wait a minute, is it my brother's birthday?" Yeah. No. Pause. So, Eli, you're the guest. You go first. Yes. What's your first exposure to death?
3: It would be. I think I was maybe a freshman in high school. So this will date me and say how old I am. Um, And I wouldn't miss a headbanger's ball. And uh, I would record it because back then I would fall asleep at midnight.
1: Yeah,
3: there you go. Yeah, and and now it's like I take naps at that time. But, um, yeah, the philosopher came on and I was just like, you know, that opening, like, lick, I was just. Yeah. So then the video was all fucking weird, and then mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if I liked it. Well, so you saw it on Headbangers Ball and not Beavis and ButtHead. Well, then it came on Beavis and ButtHead, and then I got I got um, individual thought patterns, and I was like super into it. And then I saw it on Beavis and ButtHead, and I got all pissed because <laughs> oh, what was man. the thing? Because yeah. I love them, and then they would bag on something I liked. Crowbar, dude, they bag on everything. That was the, the remember Life that, of Agony I mean, yeah. for. No, oh, that's that, that, what I like, liked like, about it was yeah. that they bagged on everything. But yeah. then there was like exposure of like shit that wouldn't get out to everyone. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that's... that's why White Zombie um mm-hmm. like got. Yeah, that's bigger.
0: I, I, I mentioned that in the Morbid Angel episode like my, White Zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I
3: forgot. They're what? probably the
0: most made by Beavis and Butthead band ever. Oh, I, mean, I don't know if they would have. I mean, eventually they would have gotten somewhere. I mean, I I'm I'm just saying like that quickly. You know, cuz I mean they were banned for a long time before that. You know, and so all of a sudden oh, yeah. they're on Beavis and Butthead, and they're the biggest fucking thing ever, and you're like, wow. Mm-hmm. You
1: know,
0: I don't think there was another band that quite got the fucking that that hardcore of a fucking push from Beavis and Butthead. Mm-hmm. Not quite like those guys, man, because there was a lot of stuff on there. You know, and I loved it, man. They bagged on everything. There was a, few don't, you know, that- I don't remember seeing philosopher on. I only uh, knew Beavis it from
2: reruns, like, after the fact. I was in that household. I wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead or The Simpsons.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. Uh. But
2: I ended up watching way worse shit down the line anyway, so it seemed kind of moot at that point. And then when I finally did get to Beavis and Butthead, I was like, you know, it was in the time of South Park and all that. I was, it seemed very tame by comparison. But, yeah, that crowbar... Pantera. I thought Dude's name was Pantera for a long time because he referred to. <laughs> oh yeah. It, you know as. Yeah. as
1: Pantera, Pantera is mad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Go to your room.
2: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Beavis and ButtHead. Ex- you know, for all the the timeliness of it, exposed a lot of people to a lot of stuff they wouldn't have otherwise. Didn't they rip it on t- Entombed or something too? Oh yeah. Wolverine Blues
0: maybe. Yep. I yeah. mean. Oh I'd, yeah. Shut so, up. I think The Philosopher's yeah. the only death video I'd seen. I've ever seen.
2: There's only two.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I guess there is. Wait, a what's team. the other one? Uh, lack, of comprehension. lack of comprehension. What the fuck? Okay, that.
2: But that, that was that was the thing.
0: Like, later. I mean, I I remember seeing like, I mean, I saw it on Headbangers Ball too. Like, and I just thought it was the coolest thing because I guess I'll go next.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. the first
0: time I heard him was in 1987. Like, whoa. Goddamn. Um, oh, maybe was was 88. I was 13 or 14. Yeah, what would have been out was at that time? Human?
1: I no, oh, Scream Bloody Gore. Scream Bloody Gore, Kid yeah. shows
0: up to school, and he had this fucking tape, you know, and there was very few metal heads in my school. Mm-hmm. It was a very small school, for one. It's a really small town. It was only like 3,000 people. So when you, like, ev- everybody that liked metal, and not just that town either, like, including Idle Falls, including Rexburg, including a smaller town, Ryrie, and these other little towns that aren't even really towns. They're, like, areas that mm-hmm. have names. Um we all knew like if someone liked metal, you knew it. Like, and totally, it was very very small, and we all not really like tape trading or anything, but like, you know, we would make dubs for each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this kid that, I mean, for the most part, I me, mean, most everybody was really just kind of glam. So there's a few people that like Metallica and stuff. Um, I don't think anybody was really like fucking Slayer. Like not yet, not around there. It, you know, most people were on the like the Metallica tip. If they were going anything like even remotely extreme,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: But most of it was you know fuck ACDC dc and Judas yeah. Priest. You say '88 was the year? Yeah, like okay. Poison, Motley Crue, stuff All like right. that. Like, they, I mean, the glam thing was obviously fucking huge even there. But but they this kid shows it. He's like, dude, you gotta hear this fucking this band, man. You gotta hear this shit. And he showed me the album cover and I was like holy fuck like mm-hmm. that looks awesome really And you know, know, like I, did yeah. and I, I mean I fucking recorded it and I listened to it I listened to it quite a bit I didn't particularly like it though It was a little Scream,
1: bit bloody Yeah yaw. it was a little bit weird for me <laughs>
0: I mean I understand that there was probably a lot of people at the time maybe maybe people that were a few years older than me at the time that were like waiting for something that sounded like that mm-hmm. I wasn't quite there yet it was like it, it was a new sound, and it was awesome, but I mean... Because the first thing I thought when I heard it was like, this is like Rain and Blood, but heavier. Like, yeah, what well, yeah, with like, yeah. better, like, heavier vocals? Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I thought of it. It was just like, whoa, well, this is, like, the heaviest thrash band ever, because no one knew that... We'd never called it Death Metal yet, like...
3: Well, yeah, that's a know, good point. I mean, we, we yeah. didn't call
0: it Death Metal yet, so it was like, well, this is, like, really heavy fucking thrash band, you know? And it was like... I mean, it wasn't very long after that where... I had heard, uh, you know, like Sepultura and stuff, and that was okay. Oh wait, wait, no, that's heavy thrash. This, this was death was something different, you know. Like, and so, because I think even even then, like, I mean, I think the next album I I heard Leprosy, Mm. and that one I definitely liked. That was right when it was like, okay, like I like this, you know. But even then, I wasn't fully like I wasn't fully into death metal until I heard like fucking Campbell Corpse.
1: That's what and, got but, me too. But yeah. that's
0: a whole different fucking type of death metal. Like that's like that's you know before that's comparing I, Black Sabbath to Metallica almost. Yeah. You know what I
2: mean when it's when it's completely fleshed out and thought or out. Or even
0: like Black Sabbath to like fucking early '80s Priest. Yeah. It's yeah. totally different. Um. Before I get into something, I'm gonna, D-Lo, What's your first exposure to death?
2: All right. So I'm really getting to the thick of things in between '98, '99. I start buying Hit Parader for everybody that remembers Hit Parader. <laughs> Or a circus or what was the other one? Metal Edge, rip? if that's even the rip stick. still around? No, no. Oh, I wish man. I used
3: to steal that magazine rip from grocery like stores. Yeah.
0: Well, Metal Maniacs was the heavy one. Well, Metal, Metal Maniacs, the other thing,
2: yeah. But Air- airheads, like like they always talked about Pit magazine. I never knew if that was real or not. But oh Pitt was cool. the other yeah, Pit was the other one. Well, there's two okay. heavy
0: ones. There's Pit and there's Metal Maniacs. Okay. But out of Metal the,
2: Maniacs is what I was thinking. Out of the
0: other ones, you know, there was like Metal Edge, Circus. Hip Parader. Hip Parader was definitely like the radioist. Oh yeah. And then circus and fucking metal, metal edge, and then there was fucking like Rip was kind of like a little bit heavier than those those other ones. Yeah. So Rip was like the bridge between <laughs> In the between the worlds. <laughs> yeah. The space between spaces. Yeah, man. And um, <laughs>
2: so you had the Rockabilia, uh, which is still around, and they do a lot of podcast ads. Hit us up. And uh, and but they have the little icons with all the shirts and back there and when whatnot.
1: Right? Oh yeah, what I about. used to study the best that. Place yeah, of man. bands
2: yeah. and draw oh, yeah. logos, man. No, Look absolutely. So that was an education experience in itself. And I'm and I see this logo, Death. I was like, Death. I've never heard of that, but it's got a sickle in its name, and that's kind of cool. And um, <laughs> so it's however many ye- uh, year or two later, maybe. And I'm watching Loud. Rest in peace. Maybe it's still on, but you know we don't have much music here anymore. It turned to fuse. But you know, that was an education ground for me too, as far as George Strombolopoulos, who's a fucking CNN correspondent now, and he has his own talk show. But he would introduce those videos on loud. One of them is Death Lack of Comprehension. And I was like, oh, this is that death band. Okay, this sounds cool. It didn't quite hit me right away, but you know. So you never saw it? No. Okay. So it starts with, I don't know what, it's, it's somebody looking all demure in a fucking black and white room. And then they play, and then you never see that room again. It's just them, and there's the making of the video on YouTube that's fun to watch, where it's they just played some empty venue, and uh, and they were on the stage with all the lights and shit.
0: But you know, yeah, standard performance video. Yeah, it's it's Chuck
2: doing his thing in place because you know he's got to sing too. I didn't realize till I watched it again. Paul is thrashing, dude. He's moving around. And there's like, which I don't think of him as a movement oriented guy, but yeah, he's there. He's like doing spins and stuff. I was like, whoa. And he had a headless guitar. That's the first time I saw a headless guitar used in in metal. And he still does it. He still, it's like Strandberg or Steinberg. It's
3: like a tailless cat. Yeah.
2: (laughs) For real. And then, you know, Sean, just watching Sean, you're just like, that's a good drummer, dude. And uh, Steve DiGiorgio had that like Explorer Rip bass thing he was doing. And and then I went back years later. It was around the time of Sound of Perseverance. And that's where I kind of really, really delved in. And then worked my way backwards because I always think of death metal as being a traditionally lower, you know, range voice thing. And then here in that record, just like, this is death metal. And then working your way backwards and you start each album. It was it was always OK, what's next or before that symbolic? OK, what's before that individual all the way to scream bloody gore and then listening to the demos and stuff. So it's interesting to see an evolution going backwards from my perspective, Um but, you know, that's the that's my growing process. And was even he then, already
0: dead when you started listening to him? No. I mean, they were still going. Oh, wait, no. When did he? It was 2001. Oh, it was 2001, right? And you, know, and you okay, were, so okay, 98, That's 99. the story
2: time right there. Is that's what it really, as much as it sucks to say this, that's what really inspired me to really go in on him was I remember listening to another state of mind, for anybody that remembers that, Norm Leggio and...
1: Um, yes. Lumini. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude.
2: And whoever, the, I feel bad, but whoever the co-host was back in the day on yeah, 105.3... And I would listen to it religiously because that's how I'd hear new stuff or, like, they'd have people come into the studio or call in. It was awesome. So shout out Norm, Psychotic Waltz, and He's um, actually yeah. recording right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they just got announced to have a record on Inside Out. That's awesome. But I remember them playing a bunch of death songs in sequence. So I was like, oh, this is, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I found out the reason they're doing that is because they announced right there on the radio that he died that day. And I started crying, dude. I was bummed. Because, you know, up to that point, they, they made a whole thing. He was really fighting it. He was, They had all these benefit concerts for him put on by other people trying to raise all this money. My understanding was he beat the um, whatever it was, cancer or whatever. My understanding was he beat it. What got him was his immune system was down from the chemo and an ammonia took him out because he was, he was weakened or whatever, right? And that was that. They, they talked about it. Uh, you said you watched the death to, uh, death, death by, by metal, metal documentary, right. right? Did you did you watch no, this? No, how is how is that? It was actually it's really good. Cool. Yeah. Um, What's that on? It's on Prime. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I I would buy it. I, I enjoy. I
0: literally it. like. I wasn't even planning on watching it. I just typed in death metal mm-hmm. to see like what came up, and it was there. And I was like, eh, I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, pretty cool, man. I love the part where they talk about the tape trading because. That's an era I've that, always been fascinated that, by. I was too young at the time. Well, I mean, I guess I wasn't too young at the time. I was just young at the time, yeah. and it just never fucking occurred to me. I mean, I did not have money,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, to send, but for anybody wondering what that was like, I mean, basically, or what it is even, I guess, it's basically like there's just people all over the world. Yeah, trading you know? back um, and forth. Lars used to do it. Oh, Lars was big on it, too. Yeah. Um, well, pretty vocal about it. There's a lot of people that were big on it, but it was just the Slagol. underground but essentially in general, what it was yeah. was like you would you, because i remember going through the fucking magazines and i you would go to the back of the magazine there'd just be a fucking page that had like dudes names and their addresses mm-hmm. and then there would be like a list of like demos and fucking albums that they fucking had that they were willing to fucking record for people and then you would just go buy your fucking blank tapes fucking send it to the guy and mm-hmm. just cross your fingers and hopefully hopefully you send you it back you actually get something back yeah and so <laughs> that was that was tape trading and they talk about it in there because that's how Chuck got mantis out and into the hands of a lot of people essentially that was him uploading his stuff to YouTube you know and then using social media to get your fucking you know to con get in contact with people that are going to be your fans and I mean he had fucking people from all over the country like prospects on joining a fucking band with him mm-hmm you know, and to the point where, I mean, they, they recorded Scream Bloody Gore, him and Chris Reifer, like, they recorded it twice. They recorded it in Florida, and then they f- recorded it out in Los Angeles. And, and, they, you know, in their time in Los Angeles, they had people that were playing with him. In their time in Florida, they had people that were playing with him. He went to fucking, like, Toronto or Montreal or something. Yeah, yeah. He and played, with like, with guys band a band called Slaughter, yeah. which is not the hair metal band. Yeah. Very and, different. Yeah. And he was doing a lot of this. He was kind of traveling in what I've, after I watched the show, like I looked it up. I mean, there was a lot of dudes, especially those really, those, I'll get into the fucking death metal thing in a minute, but the, a lot of those guys that were basically creating fucking death metal, like that happened a lot. There was a lot of fucking guys traveling mm-hmm. to be in these fucking bands because of what was so popular at the time. There wasn't a lot of people in any given town that fucking wanted to play that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. So think about just, <laughs> If you started a band, how hard it is to fucking get people that want to play. Oh, well, first, how do you find people to play? And then it's how do you find people that you get along with and want to play? And then it's how do you get people <clears throat> that want to play the same kind of music you want to play? It's very difficult, even within your own town. So, I mean, now you have a type of music that literally doesn't even exist yet. And it's like, well, how, I mean, how are you fucking selling this on the guy <laughs> You know, that just wants to fucking play the drums and get laid. Mm-hmm. You know, put a bunch of hairspray in his hair and, and get some fucking pussy or yeah. whatever. It's like, well... We have with the you, opposite. Yeah, you can't you sell that to that guy. <laughs> you like pussy?
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Or do you hate it? Yeah.
0: Come on in. Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's it's a tough sell. So it's like, yeah, they, they, they had all these people that were going around. I mean, you look at fucking dudes like Steve DiGiorgio or fucking Gene Hoagland or fucking... And it still happens now. Yeah, man. You see a lot of these fucking guys that have, um, what's that guys Hans Grossman's another one. You know, th- uh, th- these yeah. guys... That that,
2: Is that the guy?
0: Yeah, and I okay. think Obscura, and then now he's solo. Like, you yeah. have all these fucking guys that have played with so many different bands. Derek Roddy was another one, played with a bunch of different bands. Mm-hmm. It still happens now, and it's because it's hard, it's a hard sell, because at least now we have the definition down, and you have a fan base, but even now it's a hard sell, because there's not... You know, a ton of money in it. It's not a ton of glory in it. A lot of people, you know, it's still a fucking niche thing, even though it's bigger than it's ever been. You know, so now just imagine how hard that was to do back in like 1983 in beginning, to like yeah. 86 or whatever. Yeah. Well, I
2: mean, if you like, look at the even, height of glam. Yeah, but if you look at even like all the people that were involved up in, you know, before Scream Bloody Gore, dude, there's a whole revolving door there too. Oh, yeah. Original drummer and original vocalist Cam Lee who went on to be a part of Massacre. And if nobodys heard of Denial Fiend, check out Denial Fiend. They were cool. Dude, uh, I like
0: Massacre a lot. Like, Yeah, me too. It's, you know, even for the kid that doesn't even care if he gets laid over it's like he wants to play arenas. Yeah. Guess what? We're not going to do that either. Really? <laughs> yep, 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 yep. We're, we're not going to play arenas. Yeah. But he also had, a, in an early version,
2: there was also uh, Scott and Matt from Repulsion, part of that whole deal. There's one demo Yo, at the very shit, least. shit. Yeah, that's man. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's a small world. It's, but Even before like their first actual record. you had it's
0: just a, a, It was such a fucking small pool yeah. to pull from, especially when you're the fucking, you know, we talk about the era of inventions over, you know, but when it was the big thing, I mean, it was, it was hard to fucking grab guys. I think that's why a lot of the classic rock stuff, you you don't have a real fucking same kind of sound. That could be, it's not a genre. It's a, it's a, point in time and i think mm. a lot of the reason why is because you did just kind of grab guys that just wanted to play you know you didn't have oh we're gonna invent this thing and it's a very specific thing i mean some some of them did some of them didn't but like the ones that didn't it's just like you know we're just gonna grab like i mean you think of stuff like prog- like Prague stuff and you think like rush it's like three dudes from like fucking what was it juilliard or fucking whatever music school they all went to uh somewhere in canada right no, Maybe. I thought it was in the US. In Toronto. Was it? I have no oh, idea. I yeah. I can't remember what it was. But they went they all went to some music school. Well that's that's the you know, story behind like, Dream Theater. And so it's sure. just like all of a sudden yeah. like, hey, let's all get together. Oh, well you're really good. I'm really good. He's really good. Yeah. Let's just fucking play this really good like and it's and it just turned out to be what it is. Yeah. But it... But from album to album and song to song, is
3: so much different, mm-hmm. right? Well, like, Mustaine couldn't even get metal players. He got fucking
1: jazz players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Poland was a big Garth Tush, right. jazz, yeah, Garth jazz
0: player. Yeah, like, Yeah, it was the same kind of deal. Like, you just had, you know, and, and now it's even harder because you're like, no, we're trying to do this thing, mm-hmm. you know? And it's not just like, oh, I'll just grab whoever I want. We'll just play whatever comes to mind. It's like, no, we're going to, we, I, I want to play this stuff. That sounds, it's different. Yeah. And it's like, again, it's like if you you can have the vision all you want, man. If you can't fucking sell that vision or if someone just is not a visionary type and they can't see the big picture, man, like it's easy for somebody to come in, fucking, yeah, I'll jam with you. And then they hear what you're doing. You're like, eh, yeah, uh, you not know, I'm me. not yeah. out. I'm
3: out. I'm out. Yeah. What's, what's broken inside of you? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and, and a lot of, you know, I've read a lot of stuff that like Scream Bloody Gore was like, the origin story of death metal, you know, it kind of, it's the first
0: death metal album. Say what you want about seven churches by possessed. Mm-hmm. That's still just a heavy thrash album. Listen to it. Which you know, by
2: I, the way, do you shout out the last possessed album? I really actually like that.
3: I agree. Yeah. yeah. Really, really, I good. haven't listened to it, but it's fun, man. You know,
2: what I my mean, favorite part is the roto toms. That's it. <laughs> toms are always fun. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, that puts a smile on my face, but yeah, yeah. I just, I think like, Anybody that's going to tell you that Possessed was the the first one just because they had a song called Death Metal, which Death does cover. You can get it on mm-hmm. Spotify. They yep. have a rehearsal outtake. Um, By the way,
2: shout out Relapse for releasing everything they could under that banner, dude. The fact that – okay, they, they do all the albums that they can because Roadrunner still has Symbolic. But like – and then they put out the Mantis demo. Like – something i always wanted. That's fantastic. And they redid um the stuff for Control Denied. Like shout out Relapse oh, that's for awesome. doing all that. Yeah, man. What i would say it's like the argument about grindcore, who came for or who was the original grindcore band between Repulsion and um, Napalm Death. Repulsion did like this kind of halfway thing where it was like, okay, it's old school death metal with blast beats, which was like combining two different things at the time napalm did so much more with that with what uh what possessed did right you got like this sort of half thing because they're coming from san francisco they're coming from the bay area thrash scene right and then they plant the seeds of what would become death metal death to me took those seeds and cut out the other part entirely and just focused on that they made it a thing you know what i mean so possessed i would say was the first to do it the way they did it but death was the first to do it the way they did it too you know it was an evolution thing and, yeah, I would definitely say because of that Scream Bloody Gore is the, you know, blueprint. Even though Necrophagia had an album out between that. But, ne- they're, you know, that's a whole <laughs> other thing. I love Necrophagia, dude, but you cannot compare that to Scream Bloody Gore. No,
0: but, again, like, that's the other thing, too. It's like if no one fucking heard it. That's also the, the thing, yeah, the, too. Is that really that? Yeah. I mean, come on. The, 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 I remember somebody joking. There's, there's probably fucking demos of some fucking – Somebody fucking screaming on whatever, someone doing whatever before long before the yeah. band that fucking started it. Oh yeah. The yeah. reason I say scream bloody gore is because it's a fucking legit release from mm-hmm. an actual fucking record label, Combat Records. Shout mm-hmm. out. They've had some awesome shit back yeah. in the day. Absolutely. That was that was a label I used to look for a lot, like when I was younger. And and you know, they they put it out, dude, and it it was fucking it really fucking took a lot of people by surprise. Now it's just ambient noise. Now it's just an altercation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, like, I mean, you have, I mean, even before Black Sabbath, there was probably some band doing what they did before, Like, it, but they just never got fucking heard. And it's oh, like, yeah. well, okay, then you know what, man? Like, I ain't trying to fucking find every little fucking band that no one knows about, man. Black Sabbath's number one, like, that's it. And Scream Bloody Gore is number one, that's it, man. Like, because it is different. It's not just a heavy thrash album, even though it's mostly that. <laughs> you know, like, oh yeah. yeah, it's mostly that, but like it's not. It, it's different than heavier heavy thrash albums. Like you listen to old creator fucking stuff. That's definitive thrash with like a little bit harsher vocals.
2: Mm. Yeah, and there's you know, something else about that riffing. Like like there's a sinister nature to it in like a in a in a like a carnival, you know, haunted house kind of vibe. You know right. what I mean? And there's something about like that. You know, I wouldn't say it's drenched in reverb, but if you put it next to rain and blood. <laughs> it's it's very reverb reverby right and there's a vibe, that album artwork matches that music
0: perfectly, dude. That, oh yeah, it's classic. Oh yeah, dude. Like I mean, so the thing I was gonna get into was now that we're at okay, this is the number, this is the first death metal album. Like I have, I'm actually on record saying <laughs> death is barely a death metal band, so I I need to clarify that up. They're absolutely a fucking death metal band. When I say barely death metal band, here's why. One, Chuck never wanted to s- even sing the way he sang. He didn't just want to make what? that kind of... That wasn't the music he wanted to make. Yeah. He was making stuff that was different, which is ultimately his vision, was he wanted to be different. It wasn't really even about what kind of music he wanted to play. It was just he wanted to do something different than what everybody else was doing, for one. For two... When I say they're they fucking death metal band, their first three albums, dude, are very, very, very much a death metal band. And in <laughs> fact, you listen to fucking Leprosy and Spiritual Healing, dude, it's almost what Obituary's doing. Yeah, no, it's absolutely. Slow, like it's slower, like Obituary, you know, and it's the same kind of chunk riffs, like a like Obituary. John Tardy uh, and Chuck. The don't difference, sound a the difference miles being, apart. dude, is fucking James Murphy on um, fucking <laughs> Spiritual Healing is. Sorry Rick Ross, dude, but like you already gotta know. Oh, I mean yeah. James Murphy's well, a you, you fucking Well you saw what beast, he said in that fucking in the, yeah. Fucking, yeah. In the oh, movie. So yeah. <laughs> so shout out Rick here's Ross. Where it gets, here's where it gets weird for me, because I see this band in like chunks. It's like when they first start out, they're inventing death metal. So it's like whatever they put out, that's what death metal's gonna be, right? Once you get into like the fucking, the, the ninety, so once you get after spiritual healing, like, you know, mm-hmm. fuck, now we're hitting like 91, 92, 93, like that whole thing. I mean, by that time, dude, you have Cannibal Corpse with albums. You have, which, I mean, off there's like second and third albums where they're not just heavy thrash either anymore. Like Barnes has already fucking taken his vocals lower. You have Suffocation coming out with what is going to be known as brutal death metal. You know, you have Deicides out. Morbid Angels, fucking now pass altars of madness, which is another one we 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 both listened to. And we're like, yeah, it's mostly just like heavy fucking thrash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By now, death metal is death metal. Like this is a thing. It is different than just heavy thrash. And what does Chuck do? He doesn't do what everybody else. <laughs> He's does. like, yeah. no, nah, I'm good. I invented this. I'm gonna go fucking <laughs> yeah. do this he other. He grabs thing. two dudes from a band called Cynic and decides to make the like almost invent. Not fucking Swedish melodic death metal, just melodic death metal. It is different than the Swedish stuff, and it Mm -hmm. is different than what Carcass did. It's not as Iron Maiden influenced, man. Like, it's a little bit fucking different. And so, to me, that's, like, human and fucking individual thought patterns, and even symbolic, to some degree, are are more like melodic death metal albums. And then, dude, fucking Sound of Perseverance, which I will go on record all day right now, I fucking hate that album. Can't stand it. Very rarely will I ever listen to it.
2: Yeah, I didn't know there
0: was such a stigma against that album until it years later. It doesn't sound like death to me.
3: Well, it was supposed to be it's, a control yeah, the night, It's a, a completely record. different I, fucking yeah,
0: band.
2: I didn't know until I saw the latter half of that fucking movie. Oh, I really? I was like, oh, movie. <laughs> it's really good, man. It it's, is really good. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I, that put it in a whole new... I'm like, the whole way here, I'm just like,
0: huh. He said... Five songs, dude. Half that album yeah. is supposed to be controlled tonight. Yeah, I had and no idea. And you can tell when you listen to all the albums all the way through. You can tell, dude. He's on a totally different fucking trip, man. And I mean, you could just say like, "Oh well, years went by." You know, because what three years after Symbolic, or yeah, is it three?
2: And, and technically, Death was already broken up by then. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, I did not know that yeah. either.
0: So, I've never liked the album. I, I I've just, I just don't. And it's com- it's a completely different fucking thing, man. Like I mean, even symbolic to me is a totally different fucking thing. I can definitely hear like more of what is known as power metal now. Like, back then, to me, it was just, that's just regular metal. It's got a little bit more of that in there, you know. And it's even more melodic than fucking human and individual, you know, where he like kicks it up a notch and gets even more melodic. And I mean, on that thing, you know, Gene Hoagland was talking about like you know that was when they did symbolic Chuck really wanted to infuse a lot more of like the power metal stuff and traditional fucking metal. Cause that's what he originally wanted to play, Mm -hmm. you know? And then there's interviews and stuff where he's, he talked about like, you know, yeah, I wanted to do a different thing, even with control denied. And he was like, but even then, like, it's so funny because apparently the interviewer must've asked him like, you know, like something about an iron maiden influence. And he was like, yeah, I do want to make something like Iron Maiden. I just don't want it to sound like Iron Maiden. And it's like just totally sums up everything Chuck was to me, which was, I just want to be different. He was an
2: individualist, if you want to call it that in the most unique sense, man. Like you know, I always admired the guy, but after watching that documentary, it just really reaffirmed what what I really liked
0: about him, you know? See, it reaffirmed what I like about him, it also reaffirmed what I don't like about him. And it's the fact that fucking he just he's I, I just don't know if he wants to be different for different sake. You know what I mean, like, and so to the point where he'll never just he'll never stick with anything.
2: Yeah, there there was some weirdness too that I never knew about until watching this movie. I mean, that's why go watch Death by Metal. It's great regardless. Yeah, whoever fucking
0: did the movie, I don't know who did it. I can't remember, but it's it's awesome. You need to watch it. But I mean, it's I remember seeing all the stuff back in the day, and like, it wasn't like he was on MTV all the time. It wasn't like he was in all the magazines. But whenever he was in there, I mean, it was for me. It was like, holy shit, a death metal guy. You know, like I gotta read it, and. He was so much different than all those fucking dudes, like absolutely, and on one hand, I was like, that's so fucking cool, but on the other hand, I'm like, "Fuck, the way you can play if you stayed in this fucking spot though, like where could you take that i I don't know like and, oh, yeah i'm and, and don't get me wrong dude my my two favorite albums you'll find out really quick, man are back to backers, and it's fucking i mean they're amazing albums you want to do that after this they're more melodic death metal albums than actual death metal yeah 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 they're even closer to what i guess is even considered tech death maybe not as fast but but i mean somebody had to set that template someone's singing out there
2: dude it must be that church thing okay
0: so sorry everybody (laughs) you don't need to apologize yeah in the background there's so much stuff in the background does
2: that happen a lot or is this like a super special thing i've never seen police having to control the road like four. No, that's probably
0: time. a thing they're doing co- close to Christmas. Oh and my stuff, gosh, so. man! They know about this heathen podcast. <laughs> oh, so the best thing. Really <laughs> Eli wore his gruesome shirt. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so oh
2: yeah, special oh, shout out ooh, gruesome dude. That's that's a band that continues the sound of those first three records. There's oh yeah, a whole, for there's sure. a whole wave of bands going back to that old school sound, and I love Which it.
0: Which is fucking cool,
2: yeah. man. Got, like it's uh,
3: awesome. You so, got Gus from uh, Malevolent Creation playing drums. Rock. Who rolls. And yeah. Then, uh, Robin, who worked for them, she's playing bass. She's Sick. Awesome. But, there's Rayman. also
2: um, what are they called? Expulsion because it's dudes from Exhumed and Repulsion. Like like, there's a whole thing. There's a whole wave of old schoolers now. I love it, dude. I always wanted to do that, and now everybody else is doing it. So I'm like, oh, all right. We well, you
0: know how we, we're always talking about like bring you know people trying to bring back the entombed sound. and I'm like, which like, entombed? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, definitely that's, that. Yeah, that's but I'm true. also like, man, like why doesn't someone bring back that fucking you know, because Obscura doesn't do it anymore. Yeah. Why doesn't someone bring back that human sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, Oh, sure. yeah. Obscura had it for a while, and then they kind of got away from it. And I'm like, Damn it, dude. Like, just... Uh. I do like what they do now. You know, or why doesn't... You know, and it, again, it was for a long... Before I heard it gruesome, I was just like, Fuck, why doesn't someone bring back that fucking really old leprosy shit? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and that... Just the simple shit. I'm still waiting
2: for somebody to bring back seasons of the uh, dead mo- um, necrophagia
0: so we got we got the the simple riff death metal with gate creeper and fucking tomb mold and stuff yeah yeah where they're hitting like they've got that fucking entombed sound with the fucking simpler fucking riffs mm-hmm. little simpler beats too like yeah. and more into songs I'm like damn it where you know where was where was that that same thing but with that old school fucking death sound mm-hmm. it is slightly different. And then I found you know. out there's all these bands that
2: yeah that.
0: I, <laughs> I was I, like, I oh, think, shit, there is that thing. I'm like, fuck yeah. yeah.
2: Like, and I think we've talked about this before. I've, I'm surprised there's not ever, ever, to my knowledge, been a flat-out obituary rip-off band. Because it seems like it'd be the easiest thing to do.
3: And the funnest.
2: Yeah. Dude, <laughs> I hate. Oh, dude, it just crushes all the time. Yeah. And I told, I, I might have said this on the show at some point but like it was that best death metal show i've ever been to i don't remember the opening band i thought it was rivers of nile apparently that's not the case but then it was cryptopsy and that's the first time i had seen them in years and it's when flow finally got rid of all the extra racks and it's just one level of symbols but after them dude it was obituary and they ruined the show for cannibal as much as i love cannibal dude i i was like
3: damn <laughs> actually the uh guitar tech for trivium is the guitar player for obituary no shit now. yeah
2: oh that's a trip that I mean, would have been And I, I, I used to
3: on, on that tour with with huntress i would um i would uh sound check with and complete and it was nice. a thing he would always he was like i would hear it and try to see who was doing it but nice. by the time i got in there it was like who the fuck is doing that and he yeah, finally yeah, figured yeah. out it was it was me <laughs>
2: <Nice>. <laughs> that's sick but like that, yeah, dude, that level of because I that's the thing, man. It's it's and I think that's where this old school revival thing's coming from, is the tech stuff got so techy. And I do like a lot of that stuff too, but like that got to be very dominant, so I feel like a lot of people are going back to that revi- you know revisiting the oldest of old school, just riff it out and Well
0: it's the know. same thing with like any like Any so, any retro thing, there's all these people like, oh, it's a ripoff, or oh, this has already been done. But you know, Greta Van Fleet, this and fucking, oh, you know, fucking Gate Creeper and Tomb, what's the blood incantation and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, I mean, we kind of you know, we didn't bag on it, we ripped on it a little bit. Like, but I mean, at the same time, kids nowadays deserve to have that sound without having to listen to a fucking song that's 20 to fucking 50 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why should they have to listen to the shit that we grew up on? I don't listen to the shit and I don't like the shit my dad grew up on. Fuck that. You know what I and so it's like no, they they deserve a new fucking sound. And like I think it's fucking awesome that these bands are fucking bringing this this fuck even even if you think they sound exactly like it. Okay, cool. Don't listen to it. Listen to something. If you if you don't want to hear Greta Van Fleet sound just like Led Zeppelin, then just go listen to Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that's what and I if do. if you're going to call them <laughs> rip-off artists, then you need to check yourself because Led Zeppelin is the fucking king of rip-off artists. They even got fucking sued over the shit whatever. Right? So just let's just get over that shit. There's enough shit for everybody. Yeah. At our fingertips, let's just all fucking, you know, okay, fine. Make a post. I don't like it. Cool. We don't need to have your year-long, you know, diatribe gotcha, about yeah. why the fuck you hate. Like, Dude, fuck off. No one cares, dude. We, everybody's got shit. You can just literally read whatever you want. You know, it's like, okay, fine. So there's different sounds with this band. Like, they had the fucking old sound. Then they had, now, granted, some of it's the fucking players. Because, I mean, I we was just get into say, Steve DiGiorgio real yeah, quick? Fucking fuck. A, man. Beast.
2: I've still never seen him live. I, I would really like to. Yeah. Dude,
0: spoiler, man, he is my number one fucking death metal bass player, dude. Like, and he barely even plays in death metal bands. I mean, you know, he was Satus was not a death metal band, dude. They were pretty heavy thrash band, yeah, but exactly. I mean, but fuck, dude. Like the stuff he did with Death was just unfucking real. And I don't know if it was just like playing with Chuck or what, like that just tapped into this whole. Because I mean, he was he's fucking killer in Sadis, too, but I mean. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine. It, it's like, you know, fucking playing with Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan. Like you just have to get better, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's, and so it's like with you play with someone like Chuck, and and he's writing this stuff, and you have to learn, you know, and maybe it taps into this extra fucking level that you didn't know you had, and you're like, well, I can play this, but the sound too, he, he always
3: played the fretless, and it was that, and that, that so mix like made me feel so uncomfortable. Like it was, it added such a creepy vibe that fretless bass. It's a weird yeah, sound. It's yeah. like, I don't like, I was like, it made me feel like I, like <laughs> I didn't know if I liked it. No, for but, sure. Um,
2: Especially if he had like that weird phasing effect on it or whatever yeah. at times. Yeah.
0: It's, it it it's very package. strange. I I think I said on an episode before, man, like if you're, a, if you're a bass player and you want to stand out, you want to be heard, go get a fretless dude. Yeah. Cause it's almost impossible to not hear you. Because it's such a weird sound, it has like this natural distortion, like light distortion on your stuff. And and I mean obviously you EQ it a certain way, but like I think, yeah, because especially when he came in with on human where they had that really like chorusy phaser type guitar tone too. Yeah. It really fucking works with his bass. Their clean tone is very there's parts on that album I thought years ago I thought they were bass parts. And it's actually just clean guitar. It's like, oh shit. Oh really? Yeah. Um, like stuff at like the fucking first of like lack of comprehension. There's mm. like a couple licks in there where I was like, Oh, I thought for sure that was bass, but then I'm listening to it now and it's remastered and you can hear the bass a little bit better. And I'm like, oh wait, no, that's clean guitar because the bass is doing something completely different. But Steve Giorgio man, like, god damn it, like the dude. He's so fucking awesome, and like I said, I mean, he's awesome anyway, but, I mean, it's probably leveled up by fucking Chuck as well. Probably a lot of those guys, with the exception of fucking maybe LaRock, yeah. who was just, like, legendary Yeah, he, he that. rolled in fucking... <laughs> I mean, it was Chuck basically, like, fucking, well, let's see who's on my level. Oh, yeah, let's, yeah. Quite, let's grab Andy real quick, you know? But, I mean, James Murphy? Like... Oh, yeah. What the fuck? I mean, we talked about it before. Kids now, you know... I guess now probably James Murphy's not as big of a deal because you don't really see his name a whole lot now. He's been saying well, a been lot sick. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, just like it, just like when people are talking well, about stuff because he's never really had like a fucking career, like a definitive career. Where yeah. He's kind of like this hired gun. He
2: was on one obituary album. He was on one death album, and he had that. Um, Disincarnate. Yeah.
3: Wait and he, man, he produced a lot of records. Yeah. That well, That's that
2: too. About. Yeah, yeah. But just like
0: like it the, wasn't disincarnate. Ones. Well, that's the thing I'm trying Is to think of. Was? There was
2: Discarnate and there's disincarnate. Right. And I'm trying to remember which one it was.
0: Either way, was something like that. Like he yeah. had an actual band yeah. at one point. On roadrunner. But he had like solo. He had a couple solo albums too. And I mean, it's just back then. You know, I'll put it this way: like now you have all your SoundCloud and fucking YouTube shredders, and some of those guys go by that just their username. And it's like kids now, or you know, even you know, older people. Like they they know who those guys are, even though probably the majority of the world doesn't really know who they are. That's how James Murphy was. Mm-hmm. He was always considered one of the fucking best solo soloists, yeah, around. That wasn't like as talked about as like Satriani and Steve Vai and fucking even like blue you know the, all the blues players and stuff, yeah. He was the extreme version of those guys, and he was the guy that your band would bring in if you, you know, it's like, oh fuck, like we need someone to play solos, like
1: yeah, he's cool. The James. He's he's
3: he's the Harvey Keitel and fucking Pulp Fiction, <laughs> like. you know, like, the, the Wolf, wolf? yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's
0: ten minutes away. I'll be there in nine.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I love it, dude. Well, Wait,
2: yeah, you know what? You put it that way. He is like the original YouTube guitar player guy before there was YouTube. Kind of. Cool. I mean,
0: he's one of them. Yeah. You know, I mean. Because I mean, even Satriani fucking did stuff. Steve Vai played with David Lee Roth and White Snake and stuff, and, and Frank Zappa, and mm-hmm. you know, Satriani played with Alice Cooper for a little while.
1: I really? mean, they, they yeah, they oh, all tried.
0: True. They all tried to join actual like be in actual bands. Fucking uh, Jason Becker played for
3: yep. David Lee Roth. Yeah, Becker well. oh, too. Yeah, yeah, like
0: yeah. you know, they a lot of them tried it. You know, and probably figured out, well, wait, this you kind of you're kind of hampered. I can't just really do you know whatever, but. But yeah, he was he was definitely like that because he bounced around so much. But like, it's hard to say because in death metal, so many of the people bounce around so much from band to band. That so is true.
3: I I met James Murphy. Um, I think we're oh, it was on tour with a band called uh, System Divide, which was actually Sven from Aborted and his I think nice. ex-wife, Fucking and then Sven Mike TV. Mike Heller from Fear Factory and you know many oh, yeah. many bands. Um, and their album was produced by James Murphy, so he came out. Nice. And uh, I, um, Sven's, I th- yeah, I'm going to say ex-wife, she's from Israel. So we had technical difficulties, and I'm like, I'm going to go fucking tell a joke to pass the time. And I, I go, <laughs> what do you, you know? Jews and metalheads have in common? They both like the Old Testament better. <laughs> ah, that's cute. And then so she and James Murphy comes up to me. And he's like, hey, man, that joke was funny. You know I played in the later testament, right? God. Yes,
2: for real? I did not know that. Damn it. <laughs> I did know
3: that. Oops. <laughs> no, he was he's, fucking like, great. I'm, I'm a, a new guy. testament
2: guy, yeah, yeah. my man. <laughs> oh, hey, real quick then. You remember, I, I think we've talked about this too. Like 15 years ago, to raise money for his medical bills, he was going to have a tribute thing to Chuck in the form of like an all-star, like even – it was like Roadrunner United before Roadrunner Please United. Please tell me you found it. No, it Damn doesn't it. exist as far as... I mean, it exists, but it's never been released. But, like, there was a thing he was going to do where it was different artists um, putting their own spin on on death songs. And he was going to produce and spearhead the whole thing. And it just never happened. Uh, it never got released. And he was, to your joy, going to not have anything off Sound of Perseverance. And then he had a change of heart later on. Um and it just never came out, and that's one of those mysteries. Nobody talks about it anymore, but I'm still waiting for it, dude, because I still think that's, like, the coolest idea in the world. You look at all the people he would have had on there. He spent a few days with uh, OzFest 2004 because he was going to have a bunch of those dudes on there, and if you look at who was on that bill, Darkest Hour, God Forbid, Unearth. you think about everybody that would have contributed,
0: Lamb of God, dude. Like, oh, that would have been sick. Oh, yeah, man. Like, Dave Grohl was trying to help raise money because he was going to have him on Probot. Yeah. I, mean, I always
2: wonder. You know, there's the Jack Black song that somebody had to drop out, and so he's on there instead. I always yeah. wondered if that was the song. Could be. Yeah. It's either that, Tom Araya, or the dude from Unleashed because uh, uh, they were all supposed to be on there, too. But I've always wondered.
3: Yeah, I... It's- I sent 20 bucks to Chuck when he was, like, raising money towards the end. Like, I, it was one of the things. I didn't really know how to use the internet, and it was a thing I found, and it was like...
2: (laughs) At this email address, like, kind of Yeah, well,
3: it was... I fucking sent, you know, cash through the fucking mail.
2: Because I didn't really
3: know how to... (laughs) Hey, fair Not enough. do anything else. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> hey, fair enough, dude. What else? You know, you I was like, I can't entrance. lose
3: Chuck, man. I got to fucking do my part. And yeah, for I sure. I sent
0: cash through the mail before.
2: I, um, <laughs> sorry, I gotta get to this guy later. But so while we're on, we we you mentioned about, I I pitched this guy some ideas about how we could have fun with this episode earlier in the week, especially since you're here, because there's just certain things you can't really discuss with other artists. Uh, when you got a band like this that has such a turnover as far as different people that have been in it and mm-hmm. whatnot, uh, and if you're talking about the evolution of a band too, you know what else I occurred to me this week? We got to do Carcass, dude.
3: Carcass, I've been on such a kick. Yeah, but speaking of which, of like being one of the like you know pioneers of grindcore, they'd be like, okay, we're good, we're gonna go do this other thing. Yeah, you know, like
2: start at one end and then you look at like their fifth album and they're completely different. We're gonna pretty much invent
0: melodic death metal. Yeah, man. Also, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Also, we're gonna actually we're gonna be from England and invent Swedish melodic death metal. Yeah, we're gonna do absolutely. By the way, we're also gonna massively almost invent metalcore. Just so you know. Yeah. And just
2: – but like, you know, there's a similar trajectory between those two bands and that could be another thing too. Well, it's weird because
0: like Debate Destroy, when they did a, uh episode on their melodic death metal – because their first episodes, they're kind of like taking like – kind of like best of the genres or whatever. I, I'm assuming that's what they were doing. But they had Carcass Heartwork versus symbolic – death symbolic. And mm. I was like, why would you take death symbolic though? Because it's not the same year, it's not, but then I started thinking about it, I was like, well, wait a minute, like, I mean, Symbolic is easily the most melodic death metal out of all of the death albums.
2: Yeah, what else would you put it in? And it's more
0: like American melodic death metal versus, you know, England's European, yeah. invention of Swedish melodic death metal. So, so Talk I Talk about Sophie's it, it choice. kind of yeah, made, real. Damn. <laughs> and I mean, dude, they had, like, it was crazy, man, like, it was a good debate, man, like, those dudes get fired up, like, I fucking love those guys, I don't. It seems like they don't put out as much stuff right now, but. It'd be one of those it's debates. It's been taking me two weeks to put like, out an episode, so it, I'm like, okay, yeah. I, can't, I can't
3: say, I can't say, like, hey, get your shit together. <laughs> but that, that's one of those debates where, like, I'd get fired up on everyone's side. Like, I would just agree with everybody. Like, oh, yeah. You know, because well, I, I love
0: I, both of those albums I catch myself doing that. Or you catch yourself doing that, or you're listening to this guy, and you're like, this guy, and you're like, at first, you're like, no, this guy's right. And then all of a sudden, by the end of the thing, you're like, well, wait a minute. I mean, he has points. You know, mm. and you start contradicting yourself. Right. And, and you're like, like, what are you, a politician? But,
1: you flip-flopping <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, no, yeah, dude. For Very sure.
0: diplomatic in that sense. You know, like fucking dude, Andy LaRocque. Yeah, like, man. I mean, fuck. If you're a guitar player and you don't know who that is, I don't, you need to find out. Like, the guy, go back, dude. Go back, listen to fucking Don't Break the Oath, dude.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. You know it's funny, too? And maybe
2: I just don't listen to enough Wait. King Diamond.
1: Was is, he King Diamond or was, or was he Merciful Yeah, It was King
2: Diamond. He's oh, yeah. still, so is was, he still with them? Yeah. I was so bummed right, I missed so, that show the other night, Yeah, don't, not
0: Don't Break the Oath. It yeah. was... Abigail? Um, the one with them. Or is it album called Them? It's called Them. Yeah. yeah. Like, dude, I, I hate King Diamond. Like, I can't fucking stand I the do, vocals, do. dude. I can't stand his vocals. But I will <laughs> listen to it just <laughs> to hear the music. Yeah, and yeah. Just yeah hell hear, yeah. And <laughs> just to hear Andy LaRock play... Fuck, dude! I just listened to Merciful Fate this morning just to hear that shit because like I haven't heard it in so long. The riffs are fucking killer. Yeah, man. I mean it's like now you're probably listening to it, you'd be like, eh, what the fuck? But then all of a sudden it's like you put yourself back in 1986. Like this is going on the same time fucking Master Puppets is going yep. on, like Rain and Blood and stuff.
2: Parallel kind of thinking, kind of thing going on. Well, yeah. yeah,
0: but I mean it's it's clear like you know there was a little more production in you know in Metallica's sound and stuff like that, but like. They weren't the only ones doing that stuff back then. Like they're just a, they're just the, the the most popular or the biggest one at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was like a lot of other bands that had like really cool fucking sounds like that. So I mean, yeah, I'm not telling the fucking young kids go back and listen to. It. But if you're a Metallica fan and you like the old shit, dude, check out Merciful Fate. Check out Old King Diamond. Check out fucking Celtic Frost. Like, yeah. Check out Metallica's creator. medley of Merciful Fate songs. Yeah. That's how Cre- I discovered uh, the, them. Another the one. Creator, dude, mm-hmm. is another one. Like, go yeah, back and check go out listen those to fucking, the Creator. You know, old, <laughs> old Satis, dude. Like, you know, but I mean, he had fucking, you know, James Murphy to fucking Masvidal, which we'll just get into human right now, dude. Fucking Masvidal and Reiner from fucking Cynic, like. Fuck. So dude. did you? Hear I never. I didn't know who Cynic was when I heard him. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. Me too. I, nobody did. Yeah.
2: Fun Focus didn't come out for
0: another two years or whatever. Was it two right? Years? It was, I think. Wow. Were, I mean, because I didn't to hear Focus. I didn't hear Focus when it came out. Like it was. That qu- I, I was probably not. I didn't hear Cynic Focus until probably like '99. Yeah, fair. Maybe I didn't. Two thousand somewhere around there. Yeah, somewhere in there either. Because uh, they broke up right after. But, but I mean, fuck, dude, like. When I heard fucking Focus, I was so stoked because I'm like, yes, here we go. Here's well, see, the fucking human yeah, sound, but like the vocals are so different. I'm like, oh, yeah.
2: man, it's not <laughs> quite there. But, but like you talk about, you know, individual musicians putting their stamp on the already pre-existing death sound. Oh yeah, there might not be a better example of that than Human, dude. Because you like going back and listening, you know, listen to those old uh, Cynic demos from the late '80s, early '90s that just got put up recently. That imprint's there, man. Like, well, he like had to campaign. know when he
0: grabbed those guys because there was a point, dude. It was like after leprosy, I think, or it was after he fired Rick Ross and fucking Terry Butler. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, well, no, he uh, fired Terry. It was, was it? I know Butler was one of them that he fired. It was the Bill Andrews. Yeah. It was when he fired Bill Andrews and Terry Butler because they went on that tour without him.
2: Yeah. Which, again, I didn't know. Watch this movie. Like, okay. I remember hearing some, I
0: remember him reading it. No, it wasn't an interview with him. It was a blurb from a writer that said that it didn't say that they went on tour with him. It said that like, well, basically it was saying like Chuck was Chuck fired both of them. And then basically he had said that he's pretty much done with like having permanent members and he's just going to, from here on out, it's just going to be his fucking thing. So essentially what you're listening to when you're going to be listening to Death from here on out is you're going to be listening to the Chuck Schulner experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah, There you go, man. Yeah. The Chuck Schulner experience. Yeah, And that's what you're going to hear. And that's kind of what you hear. I mean, I don't think there's like, – there's players that play on two albums back to back, but I don't think there's a full lineup that plays back to back on two consecutive albums after that.
3: It's been called uh, Chuck Colded.
2: <laughs> I like that you gotta Destiny. trademark that shit, dude. He's gonna put it all over Twitter.
0: Um No, you're He's right. you can't just be like, What's up, Cuck? Yeah,
2: yeah. Because yeah. you're
3: gonna be saying what's
0: up Chuck? And then yeah. some dude's like,
3: My name's already Chuck. Yeah. It's that's where ch- yeah, it's where you have to watch other people play your music. <laughs> that's that's uh, why you those guys it. Yeah
0: <laughs> Holy shit. Dude, don't be a ch- a chuck cuck. A chuck hold a chuck hold? <laughs> oh oh man.
2: God. Yeah, but, you know you're right. I'm going through hey, my Hey, write head, in, yeah. dude,
0: if you've ever been chuckled at, dude. Like, you had to sit and watch your band play your music yeah. from afar. Man, that's rough. Yeah, man. <laughs> Holy um, fuck, dude. I can't believe you just said that. That's, a, that's one of the many strokes of
2: brilliance that comes out of this wonderful mind here.
0: Oh, my um,
2: God, dude. But, no, okay, the one consecutive thing I can think of, though, is... Um, Steve DiGiorgio from human individual thought patterns. Well, that's pattern what I'm saying. Like, um, there's players. Yeah, but that's that's mm. like it. That's the most consistent, right? Well, well Hoagland.
0: Gene Hogan oh, yeah. played on individual thought patterns and yeah. symbolic. Yeah, yeah. So there's players that have played consecutive back-to-back, but not a no, full No, not an lineup, entire lineup. Because no. even fucking yeah. leprosy to fucking spiritual healing, uh, Bill Andrews is still there. Yeah, but, but not. Um, Rick Ross is not, you know. So, I mean, that's that's what I'm saying, like, you know, but that's, yeah, that's a weird thing because, like, when you watch that movie and you listen to, like, Terry talk about it, I mean, they had a good reason to do it, you know, and it's, I it, to me, it's like, I don't know, I don't know whose side I take on that because, like, I see, I think Chuck's a little excessive when he says it's disrespectful. Yeah, that, I, uh, That seems a bit excessive, man, but I also n- know from interviews in the past and, like, seeing interviews with other people talking about him, too, like, he was a perfectionist, dude, like, he's... He really he wasn't just um i don't know I don't know what you call it like he's the difference between a guy that's just like, you know, hey man, like I'm part of this band and and we play our fucking songs, and for Chuck, it wasn't our songs it was you know songs it was you' we're all playing my songs, yeah. You know, to the point where it's that same like Rob Flynn type thing, the Max Cavalera thing and Rob Zombie and Devin Townsend. There's been lots of these fucking dudes where it's clearly their fucking show. Mm -hmm. You know, now, if everybody knows that up front, nothing wrong with that. You know, but yeah, so I mean, you can see it from both sides. I mean, but I mean, what were those dudes supposed to do?
2: Yeah, I I mean, 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 at the time, that's their job. Yeah, there was contracts involved and stuff. Like, like, there was so much that I didn't know. That's actually why I had to stop halfway through is because I was just so, I don't know if weirded out is the right word, but just like, like, I was like, wow, I did not know.
3: You process all that. But like, but his
2: going about it specifically, just like, oh, I don't want to do this tour. Hey, I want to do this tour now. Well, they're already there. Yeah, can I just go join him? Out well, because and and like- the
0: other thing too is he. I mean, he cut out of a lot of tours. You know, it's like oh, by the time we were like you know three weeks in, Chuck's homesick. And, but I mean, back then tours were a lot longer too. Mm-hmm. Man, you were gone for a long fucking time, and it was like yeah. if you're if you're not the kind of person that can deal with it, it's. It's very difficult to fucking deal with, man. Like, yeah. I mean, most people can't even handle going to work for eight hours. what they,
2: yeah, would they say for that first initial <laughs> you know what human, what mean, tour, like, you work 24 was,
0: 7 for like three months, three, four months straight. Like, yeah.
2: For a human, they said it was two months straight or
0: something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's yeah. the other thing, too. There's no fucking internet, dude. So when you're in another country, you're in another fucking country, dude. Yeah. Like, you are an actual fucking foreigner in a foreign fucking land. Mm-hmm. You know, you had legit, like, straight up fucking paper maps, dude. Yeah. That you didn't You had to buy a book To fucking try and Translate shit You It was totally Fucking different back then It was so much harder To go to another country Dude mm-hmm. like And be comfortable You know And a lot of guys Talk about that stuff Like You know you The interviews on Justin, The interviews with You know On Chris Jericho's show And and I, you know, you hear a lot of those old timers that these fucking road dogs have been doing it forever, and it's just like they talk about the old days, and it's just like, God damn it, man! Like that does not sound appealing at all. <laughs> like not even close, dude. Like the only part of it that sounds appealing is the fucking like forty to forty minutes to an hour you're on stage. Like, yeah. Does that? I mean, I guess that can be work. I mean, it can make it all worth it, but fuck, dude.
2: Yeah. Sorry, you just. Something you said just popped another thing into my head. I got to try to remember for later. So, real quick, yeah, you talked about, you know, favorite albums, and we're talking, you know, again, very, they're very, each one's a very distinctive era for the most part, right? You game to try to rank all the albums real quick, just off the top of your head, as far as your personal preference. Sure. Yeah, because you and I have already done this. We're kind of springing this on you just because we feel like it'd be a fun. Kind of like almost oh, psychological thing. representation. I can yeah. do it pretty easy, actually. I yeah. can now too. Remember when, when we first did this for years? So we going
0: favorite or we going best?
2: Favorite, cause best. Oh man, like, I'll know go what? either.
0: Let's, we can do best after that. <laughs> what game? we consider the best? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to? You want to crank yours out first, real quick. Sure. So mine is fucking human, individual thought patterns, leprosy, all oh, spiritual healings. Almost there, by to go symbolic. And then I'll go Scream Bloody Gore, Spiritual Healing, Sound of Perseverance.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I
2: When I first did this, and this is still the case, so this could change, but the top three slots for me are always revolving between Scream Bloody Gore, Individual Thought Patterns, and, and Sound of Perseverance, which is fucking goofy because they're all completely different albums and eras from from one another, you know? So when I was really examining it the last few days, I do have to right now, as of this moment, say uh, "Sound of Perseverance" because that was my true, true first, and you never forget your first. You know what I mean? That was that's where I was coming from. After that, gotta go "Scream Bloody Gore." I love the album artwork. I love that you know '80s ass production with all the goofy reverb. Setting the precedent, so those songs are just fun. They're the you know. They're just primitive. It's so weird, man. I used
0: to hate that sound so bad, and now I actually really like it. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah you were. Me too. Yeah, you were
2: messaging me saying you were having some different thoughts after re-examining some things too, which is part of the whole process and purpose of this whole show, you know. Third, individual thought patterns, dude, for a, n- a whole litany of reasons, but I'm gonna save that for later because I just thought of something. Uh, then you gotta go human for me because it's fucking awesome. So after that, what do you do? You round out the, the last couple.
3: Oh, man. What's your thoughts on Leprosy?
2: So
0: that's the thing, man. I need to revisit it's that It's almost the same album. It's yeah. just one has better solos than the other. And it's that's that's <laughs> where know, the more like,
2: sound production comes into play. What you have between those first voice. three albums, 87, uh, 88, and 90, you, what you have is a more refined version each time they do it of those first three albums, right? Uh, and again, because they recorded it at Sound from there on. The reason
0: man, I put Leprosy above... Spiritual Healing is the riffs. Even though I like the solos and Spiritual Healing better, the yeah. riffs, the just the songs on Leprosy. Mm-hmm. I, I just like yeah, them better. No, for sure.
2: Um, I, I so I would go Symbolic after that, just because it's a fucking fantastic album. So it's those, it's those bottom two I have trouble with. And I and I thought for sure Spiritual Healing was going to be last, but really after listening to it again this week, dude, obviously James Murphy. And then, dude, like like the weird vocal layering stuff he's doing <laughs> that I really never took inventory on is really cool. Yeah, there's cool. a lot of
3: weird effects. It yeah, like...
2: but the song's on leprosy too, so it's a weird toss-up for me right now. But if I had to go gut, I'd say, as of right now, December 14th, 2019, fucking 1.02 p.m., I'm going uh, spiritual healing, to leprosy, and all that shit could turn on a dime. You ready to make the ultimate uh, sacrificial yeah. choice here?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's also
0: ultimate. It's set in stone. Though. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll,
3: get the um, yeah. well, yeah. Come right here, off the bat, real. I'm gonna pull a bitch move and be like, I don't. First and second, I don't know what's first or second between um, symbolic and individual thought patterns. Like, like mm-hmm. by the second, it's like foot flopping in my head. Yeah, I know um, for sure. I guess maybe we could come back. You to know that what? if You
2: want to get the other. Okay. Five.
3: Uh, well, you 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 touched on a really good point. Um, I'll make a decision. Okay. You know you never get you forget your first. So I'll go individual thought patterns, symbolic, um, sound of perseverance, because it's just like for what I was gonna end up doing as a player. It just like it was like the fucking springboard of like not doing anything conventional yeah and 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 trying to make it melodic and catchy and shit like that and That's then too like i don't know how much we want to get into this they like the, it. the fucking jesus like he went from writing scream bloody gore and zombie ritual to like writing fucking like beautiful like poetry almost yeah on dude. that fucking album yeah. i mean i mean he was already getting there but it was just like definitely wasn't death metal but it was yeah. like dude like i want to you know have this on my fucking tombstone yeah, it's, or something it's life like battle, dude. yeah or up. like you know have it in a fucking museum next to like you know a piece of art yeah and so like that that'll be third and then after that will be human so we both got it in the same spot interesting yeah because it's like that's like the perfect spot <laughs> you know yeah, in my I, head yeah. no me but too like, yeah it's just it just makes sense yeah. um and then i'll probably go spiritual healing probably more just because I, i'm I spent more time with it than leprosy. Yeah, okay. but I, I also I think you're right on the songs. Um, it's just it was my pull the plug, dude. Of, I mean, yeah, yeah. But man. it was. I just I have like uh, attachments to spiritual healing more than I do leprosy. Fair, um, fair, fair. Okay, and then uh, and then probably um, Scream Bloody Gore, which I love. And but it's like it's the same. I was the same way, man. I had to go back to it and be like, I don't. What the fuck. And then I went back to it again, and I was like, okay. And then now I'm like, I love it. I truly love it for what it is. Yeah, absolutely. I used uh, to
0: really not, like, I mean, I hadn't heard that album in fucking years, dude. Because I just did not fucking like that sound from literally any band.
3: Yeah, me too. 100%. (laughs) You know that,
0: that, that soaked in reverb sound, like. Now I feel like I could probably go back and listen to like fucking haunting the chapel and fucking all that mm-hmm. old, like uh, the old Slayer stuff, yeah. and I probably wouldn't <laughs> be so bothered by the
3: sound. Yeah, well
1: you for know, real. And again, y'all
3: eighties motherfuckers love your reverb,
0: man. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's what I hated about so much of that stuff. And at the time, you didn't really know you hated it until Rain and Blood came out, and then you're like, mother of God! Like that this was is the big revelation. And, yeah, You know, yeah. And it's like yeah. So and then I went on this big thing where I just didn't like that sound. You know, and I mean, you give certain things fucking leeway because they have a particular sound. Sometimes that sound works with it or not, but... Mm-hmm. but I, I, and I,
2: you know, going back to that, I want to shout out Relapse again because they didn't just put out new artwork for that shit uh, when they got the license, which, you know, it's there's slightly better versions of it depending on which one you're looking at. They also put out all the demos and stuff, which I appreciate, but they made some of those albums sound miles ahead of how they did before dude if you listen to human and then the you know what they did with it after you can hear steve DiGiorgio's giorgio's bass more oh, i
3: need to hear that man. It's, it
2: well so what's awesome is you have the original mixes on spotify too but then you have the redone ones and like oh, cool. you can and like that's the thing when they put out the lack of comprehension video uh, they did it where it's the original video, but they put the new mix in the song,
0: and you could just hear oh, Steve wow. DiGiorgio. All, oh my gosh! Oh dude, th- those remasters are so fucking good. Oh, that's yeah. good. Well, it's
3: it- it's like it sucks that like you go on Spotify. I don't think the original like Megadeth mixes are on Spotify. It's only the yeah. remasters, and there's some. Fucking
2: weird shit. Oh, dude, yeah. Some of them I can't listen to. Yeah. The the, uh, Countdown one, technically, I'm sure it's better on paper, right? But, like, it's just not what I grew up with. And it sounds weird. They did put that on later, and I was like, thank fuck. But, like...
0: Oh, okay. I was listening to, like, the death stuff on Spotify on my computer last night, Mm -hmm. and I... Didn't know that fucking on the computer, it actually shows you disc one, disc two, yeah, disc yeah. three.
2: It's cool. Oh, yeah. So man. you have it oh, separate cool.
0: where like in fucking on Spotify on your phone, yeah, it's, it's just, just like it fucking all tracks have one fun. fucking seven times. <laughs> Hope you can read these parentheses to let you know what you're listening <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. You can't even really fucking, you have to actually play it so that it'll scroll it'll so scroll you can a, see yeah. what But you're driving and from. fucking, yeah. I mean I don't I'm I'm one of those people I don't need all the fucking rehearsal outtakes and shit like whatever but I'm sure there's a lot of people that fucking you know really like get into that stuff you know yeah,
2: yeah. so do for just for fun do we want to try to figure out what the actual best ones are in in you know in that order as much fun as that might be so first has got to be symbolic right or human
0: I think the first, like the their best album for me, dude, is Individual Thought Patterns. Yeah, I mean, front to back, bottom to top, like I mean, it's 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 got it's like that. For me, it's Individual Thought Patterns, just because like, for one, the songs are there. I think it builds off of fucking what he started doing with Human, and I don't know if he got that from you know got a little bit from fucking Masvidal and Reiner, and maybe basically put that in his arsenal. And it came out in individual thought patterns, and then it's like, I think right after that, as as much as it's not you know not necessarily favorite mine. I mean, I think symbolics number two, and then I think humans actually their third best, mm-hmm. you know. And then after that, dude, I'm going fucking leprosy for sure, because, well, I don't know, like. I'm, I'm telling you, dude. Leprosy—the fucking songs on Leprosy, dude. Like that, they're so yeah, fucking cool. I'm not—I'm not big on pull the plug, mm-hmm. but you know, there's a, there's a, a lot of songs on there where it's like in between fucking spiritual healing and fucking scream bloody gore. It's like obviously scream bloody gore, like is. I mean, I, I I I wouldn't even put that as like the fucking wor- worst one to me, like just because like I think it deserves some props for being the first one, but but it's almost like he advanced. The song, the, not the songwriting, just yeah. like the fucking putting together like the riffs and stuff, you know, because the vocal, like the lyrics are kind of the same type of things. I mean, a little bit, it's, it's less fucking horror movie, I guess, but not much. Mm-hmm. And then spiritual healing is like they're kind of almost gone.
2: Yeah. Well, that was they went from know? the horrors of like fantasy to the horrors of reality yeah. and kind of thing, which is a cool transition. Well said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I
2: like other- that took that from the movie, kind of. <laughs> oh, god, <laughs> damn it was it. Much more <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: But I have made that observation <laughs> when yeah, I was a yeah, young yeah, lad yeah. too. I was like, yeah. just, Why is he even say that? No, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but the but also I think the songs are there, but it's like it's still grimier and deathier yeah. than, than Spiritual Healing. Mm-hmm. It's more polished than fucking Scream Bloody Gore. So I exactly. mean. It almost seems grounds. like there's like
3: a couple albums between that that we never heard. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like, yeah what sure. the fuck did you do? Well, that's yeah. the thing.
0: Like this, it's so weird because those albums came out real fucking quick. I mean, that's yeah. three albums in almost fucking three years. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's, eight, it's actually 80. three albums in three years. Yeah, and, then, and I, I mean, mean, if you throw in Human, that's four in four years. Yeah, four they four, four years a for and, a minute. You know, and it's like, but I mean, I think it's almost like he's just the sponge that when he plays with someone,
1: mm-hmm.
0: he just picks up. Parts of what they do that he wants to incorporate in what he does, and he just was really good at incorporating him and making him sound a certain way. And the thing that ties it all together is his fucking voice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know,
3: like you know but even s- that kind of changed. Yeah, well, from *Scream Gore*, sure. but like, yeah.
2: But even, like, he's got, like, his riffing sensibility. Like, I, like, you know, listening back to, like, like the, the solo dudes who were doing stuff, like Andy LaRocque, you can tell it's him soloing because he's got a very... He even does that weird yeah. thing that he does in the cold uh, solo for Out the Gates.
0: Yeah. Uh, mm.
2: But it's that underlying thing Chuck's doing, you know? And especially... I didn't know the whole story about how he actually recorded for individual thought patterns, so it was interesting that it's just, like, here's where you're going to play. He shows up in two days, knocks it out, and that's it. Like, he wasn't a part of, like any of the other writing stuff so like to you know understanding the well it's funny
0: too because he didn't fucking give him any context yeah <laughs> so he just he, <laughs> he basically sent him the- like a few bars before and a yeah. few bars after yeah so here's wow. so has no idea what the song sounds like yeah and so he shows up and I, th- I think it's gene hoagland or it's either gene or steve that's telling the story where he gets in <laughs> they're like how the fuck is this dude gonna do this and fucking, he's just ultra fucking Mr. Pro. And he just, boom. He's just like, well, let's see where it goes. And he just starts of plays a solo. Let's try it again. Plays a solo. Let's try it again. Plays a solo. Let's try it again.
3: Ah, yeah, that's it. And, and, and then, well, ah. and then it's like a lot of shit, um, which I, we get into songs. Like, there's an example of like, on top of that, he's like, yeah, I'm going to harmonize the hardest fucking part in the lead because I'm fucking me. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, dude. He's, oh, yeah. he's a
2: wild man. I love it. I love it. I've, he's, he's fantastic, dude. I guess on that note, so we're pretty comfy with where the albums are. I mean, that makes all sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, again, how, knowing what I know now about Santa Perseverance, dude, it's just like, yeah, I could see all that. It is, almost, it is borderline literally a different band. The only reason he had to do it under death is for not contractual obligations, but because the label wanted another death album yep. in order for him to move forward with Control Denied. No I, idea.
3: I do love that the first time there's any clean vocals, it's fucking painkiller yeah dude the high like let's go for the highest <laughs> yeah. fucking vocals you can ever do yeah. you know as your first fucking clean singing yeah
2: like. i i do gotta say dude their version of painkiller might be like the definitive metal moment you know what i mean like yeah man it's fucking art. and I, as much as i love the original i might take that course, you know out. what i like
0: better though dude i like their version of god, god of, of thunder. thunder yeah
2: that's the good times right there man
0: and you're out of your fucking mind if you're taking Death's version of Painkiller over Judas Priest. I just, it's a flip-flop <laughs> thing, man. It could go either way either day, but
2: I'm
3: thinking about it right now. No fucking way. Oh,
2: man. I love them both.
3: I um, do love them both. Because there's there, there's an added fucking high scream yeah, there's that, a little but, that you wish Halford would fucking do. Yeah.
0: My problem with Death's version of fucking Painkiller is I Fucking hate how Chuck's voice sounds on it. I think it's so cool that they do it. And I think musically they do it fucking awesome. I fucking hate the way he sounds. I don't mm. think he screams high like that very good. I just don't think he's good at it. And I don't... I just fucking can't, dude. I'll listen to it every once in a while. I, I think mean, it's weird in God of to Thunder, too. There's some parts in there where he does like a little... Actually, the, um, I think it's on Spiritual Healing. There's a couple songs... It might be the thing you're talking about with no, because it's not an effect. But he almost does like these higher-ish screams, and and they're not so throaty. And it almost reminds me of Chris Barnes' to, that, that Oh that, yeah, that yeah, high, yeah, yeah, oh, know, like, is high, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's he? I mean, he's he. <clears throat> yeah. He has said before that he, you know, he never could sing the way he wanted to sing, mm-hmm. which probably is most dudes that fucking sing and play guitar. I think a lot of the guys that sing and play guitar, man. I think one of the reasons why they're doing it is because they just can't find the singer they want, and they usually just fuck it. I'll just do it myself. Yeah, that's that's how I sweet. started. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So you end up with a guy that's just like, I mean, okay, fine, I got to do it myself, but I don't really want to be doing it because I can't do it how I want to do it. But like, I'm probably closer to what I want to hear in my head than right. maybe than anybody else is going to be. Someone yeah. else, or yeah. you know, I don't have time to scour the earth for some. I mean, now it would be a lot easier oh, yeah, to find yeah. somebody, but, but back I mean, then, that's the
2: story <laughs> with Mustaine and Megadeth. Well, Hetfield wanted yeah, fucking he wanted Glenn Bush,
0: Danzig. He like, Danzig, you know, the, the original Metallica fucking singer. They wanted Glenn Danzig. Yeah, because you know, he was out of, it was, of Misfits. by know, that point, it was right. Like, what the fuck, yeah. dude? Like, you know, you. I mean, you think about it now, but but that's you only think about that now because you know Metallica's catalog. Yeah, for back sure. Back when they were coming up with all this stuff. Maybe that's, you know, oh, yeah, that's what I have in my head when I'm writing these songs. And all I can think of is, like, what the fuck would that have even sounded yeah. like? You got an alternate world you know? kind of view. I mean, it. it's, yeah. yeah, it's really weird. So, I mean, you have that a lot. And it's like I always give props to those dudes that just said, fuck it. I'm just going to do it myself then. Absolutely. You know, because you you sound like you no matter what you want to sound like. And if you can get over that fucking hump of, like, I said it before, like, Getty Lee telling fucking Billy Corgan, you know, like, fuck, if I had a nickel for every fucking time somebody said, you know, his vocals sound like shit, you know, he's like, I'd, I wouldn't need to be in a band. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he says, you have to be comfortable with your
3: voice. <laughs> I, I never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 you yeah.
0: Have, he told Billy Corgan, that you have to be comfortable with your, vo- with your voice. If, yeah. if you're going to put your stuff out there and you're
3: going to be on that mic, you have to get comfortable with it. And what a more uh, um, perfect uh, combo of dudes having that conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, oh, man. Yeah. I love Billy Corgan,
2: dude, but, yeah, he gets a little gnarly at sometimes. There's There's a few guys like that. Before we get completely off the album discussion, talk about their aesthetic, their logo, how it became a little more simplified in the latter years. But even if you like that really... That kind of crusty looking like one, where one. it's got the yeah the, the fucking spider. Yeah, the spider, the web, the fire, the, the upside down cross, the fucking
3: monster thing. Yeah, dude. Let's just put it all in yeah. one logo. I yeah.
2: love it. No, that was that's like the best logo ever, right? So coinciding with that album artwork, man, because like some of those you know albums are iconic as far as their artwork. Does anybody have a particular favorite artwork?
0: Oh dude, my favorite one's Scream Bloody Gore. Damn. Okay. I was thinking
2: I, I was hoping this is gonna one. be a harder question because like that's gotta be it too, right? Well like
0: those that one and fucking Leprosy yeah. are my two favorites. The actual is very at the time. Spirit, yes. Because if, if you didn't yeah. grow up then during the whole fucking big fucking you know, evangelist, fucking uh, yeah. televangelists and stuff. Yeah. You're probably like what the fuck? Yeah. That just looks really weird. And it doesn't seem menacing at all. Mm-hmm that's my big problem with it is like if you look at it a certain way it just it <laughs> no that's what I'm saying like like the you would dude, never know right the yeah. dude in the foreground that the fucking priest is holding or whatever he doesn't look like he's scared he just looks like oh he's getting healed <laughs> you know yeah, so it's yeah like for well, sure what kind of album is this you know yeah. but like, I do God, prefer I the not, think <laughs> I do prefer the not as <laughs> busy logo uh, yeah Okay, no, for sure. Because yeah. I like cleaner logos and stuff, but, yeah. like, I, I, I mean, I like the other one, too. Like, I, I really love both logos.
2: But you know what? I just, I, I think I but realized. But I know he took
0: out, he switched the T to take out any religious yeah. connotation No, all.
2: absolutely. And I appreciate all that. But, you know what I realized is I like the color scheme on, um... The uh, leprosy one where it's the yellow and the blue. Oh, yeah. Against that, that looks, weird yeah, it looks pink, pink sky or whatever, yeah. Color? Yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, no, it's it's all awesome. And obviously all the, you know, human to
0: um sound of perf well. Okay, so I love human the album, but I fucking hate that album cover. It's all it's all weird, <laughs> like Yeah. Uh, individual thought patterns I think is really cool. It's kind of it's not as deathy. Yeah. But that's when he was kinda of getting he was trying to distance himself away from like Cliche death metal.
2: Yeah, you know, and I'm thinking about Human to Sound of Perseverance in my head, and like Human Cause, starts cause very I, busy, and then like it kind of gets more simplified as it like goes human on. Human
0: and Symbolic are at the same level for me. It's yeah. a so what the fuck is that? Well, yeah, and, yeah. Who did, and I don't like either one of them. I Dude, have Repka, no Repka idea. didn't do
3: Scream Bloody Gore because I feel I thought like he did did he? I don't know. I thought I, okay. He did. You know what? Let's say let's say that he did because I, I need to make a decision. And but I, if he did, he tried a lot harder.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, <laughs> he was so, trying to
3: make a name for himself. He's a little hungrier, I, I guess. Having had um, so uh, Holy Grail's first EP, we had Repka. Yeah, and so I'm just—I was so stoked because of being like a death fan. Oh yeah! But now that I'm—I'm I'm forced to choose a fucking album. <laughs> it's like know, choosing kids. Well, yeah, and it's like I—I I guess it, it might—it it might be spiritual healing, but um, I don't know. I think for just the fun of it. I, I, I think I got to go scream bloody. Yeah, yeah,
2: man. Yeah, and apparently it was him. It was the first three. Leprosy's then, uh, a bummer
0: man. because if there was, like, more going on yeah. in Leprosy. Yeah. Like, if there was, like, oh, yeah. other lepers, no, like, I in f- the background. I, I absolutely know, I, feel it, you. Yeah. It it's just weird. It's, like, this weird little fucking portrait. <laughs> well,
2: because there is something to that simplicity, I feel like, right? Because he's not all the way in the center,
0: right? He's, like, kind of to the Well, well yeah, that's what I'm saying. Out. Like, if there's something.
2: Yeah, it's a totally different off thing. In the
0: dis- uh, you know, like. And the spiritual healing is from such a weird angle that you don't really have anything in the background. It's kind of strange. Like if he would have painted like if they're in a church, you know, so he had a background of a church maybe. And it was a shot like that would have been different. No, I
2: feel that. There's something to appreciate about all three of those. Whereas the uh, human individual thought patterns and and symbolic are kind of like these weird collage things.
0: Yeah. So definitely individual thought patterns. Out of those, of those, yeah. Of those three. Yeah. But fuck How about I that? I just I sit and look at the fucking I mean, I guess if I have to pick out a symbolic and human, I'm actually gonna take symbolics. I could feel that. Like. You don't. know what else?
2: There's a center of focus more so than there is on individual thought patterns and, and human. And there kind of is on sound of perseverance. I don't know what. It's it's just a mountain, right, with like a weird face or something, and dude's falling off of it or something. I've never yeah. Which
3: it. which of the later stuff? I guess that would be my favorite, but it, it's very like early two thousands. Like yeah, that'll do. Yeah. You know, it's like sure. it's not bad. No, it's not that big but, of a deal. Slapper logo on. Yeah. It but yeah.
2: those first three albums. You know what I love luck. about
0: okay. <laughs> You know what I love about Scream Bloody Gore? The quotation marks. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, looks yeah. Like, it looks like a, yeah. it looks like a fucking, you know, like a movie, like a movie fucking poster or
3: something. But it also you know?
0: kind of looks like a family picture.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. That's you know, true. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, oh, I don't know if you saw this, either of you, but I watched, oh, what's that movie? Black Cauldron for the first time. Oh,
1: yeah. Dude, no. it's,
2: it's Scream Bloody Gore is that, but oh, for yeah. real. Oh, like yeah. like in, in another yeah. album cover, like I was just like, dude, there's it's like this weird like kind of tinted greenish dungeon thing. There's a dude on it. Dude, a there was some other band like, I was
0: looking up, and they had the same kind of thing. It was just like they had like the gnarliest logo, but then it's just like the fucking regular like impact font, block letter font. Yeah, for sure. For the, I think I almost want to say it was Napalm Death, dude. It fucking cracked me up. I was like, what the fuck? But I've never <laughs> seen another one with quotation marks.
2: Oh man, now you got me thinking.
0: I'm, I'm gonna keep <laughs> an eye out. I've never seen one with quotation marks. Yeah. I love that they're there because it, it looks like a movie poster to me. Yeah. No. Absolutely. You, you, you know what it yeah. reminds me of is like it's when almost I was like you should say like death. The movie is death. Yeah. Right? And then there's the artwork po- and it's like you'll it, it'll make you scream bloody <laughs> It's like a you command. And there's like yeah, Roger yeah. Ebert, you yeah. know, like yeah.
3: whatever.
2: Yeah. I love it. No, that's that's a great. <laughs> i right. always thought that yeah. was so fucking no, weird. Absolutely. It was
3: in quotation marks. Like what the fuck? Did he quote himself?
0: I don't know, dude. I'm just—it's so weird to me. Oh man! But no, like, like as far as like those three hey Chuck, albums what's and the, their... whats the album called? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Scream Bloody Gore. Yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, it's like, do you ever hear the story about yeah. why Vogel named Terror Terror? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah This it's yeah.
0: terror poster.
2: Yeah. Like, like he needed to have an out al- a uh, a band name.
0: Like it's like, like this, dude, it's the
2: week before like, the show. We got to print the
0: flyers. The what's ultimate, the name? like, yours is ours is. Uh,
2: Terror. What well, yours is?
3: Sheer Terror.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Ours is.
2: Yeah. Terror. But even just the way he says that story, because I can imagine imagine how that must have looked.
3: So, uh, mantis huh. is a pretty cool name, and I, I'll tell you a story that I, I don't I don't think I really told anybody, or I, I don't That's think true. I've ever done it on anything. But like, so did you before, have a mantis tattoo on your dick underside? Yeah,
2: <laughs> the tail grows when yeah you know yeah
3: it's taint but um, ah even better, oh, even better. Yeah. yeah even better um, so. Before we were Holy Grail, we were trying to find a fucking name because originally we were Sorcerer, which, shocking, there's 53 fucking registered <laughs> oh, yeah, sorcerers. Sure. Nice. Um, so we were trying to figure it out, and we were already getting fucking signed with prosthetic records. Mm-hmm. And fucking, I won't say who in the band, wanted to be called fucking Slaying Mantis. <laughs> so on Holy Grail's record contract, it's we're signed as fucking... Was it spelled, spelled
0: like, like M A N
3: T I S? Yeah. Okay. And um, it was it was like a thing of like no, it's cool, and I, I can't remember like somebody. That's a terrible name.
2: <laughs> it's a fucking god awful name. Dude, that's a
3: terrible name. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I think. Oh man. I think it's Scott from Repulsion showed it. He's just like I I gotta stop you guys. Nice, like, that's that's looking out for you. I like that, dude. Like I it's it's yeah that's not okay. Or was it was it Matt?
0: Um, it's weird because it's, like, anyway. it's close to Slayer and it's also close to like several
3: bands called Mantis yeah, those are two things that should be cool but when you put them together and yeah it's somehow fucking Holy Grail was called there. it Slantis
2: man Slantis, Slantis.
3: <laughs> so and there was another thing it was um, I guess like there was some like six or seven year old kid that we just were like I don't know we, we don't know what we'll be called and they asked the kid right. what, what do you think he's like blood casket Yes, <laughs> how does a fucking kid <laughs> blow bull- everyone else out of the water? And then yeah, the other yeah. one was, "It's dead because I killed it." And I was like, a "Little wordy, dude, but I like where yeah, you're dude, going." It is it a yeah, little wordy, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's actually cool. very, very
2: good. I have a fan, dude. Well, you know what sucks is there's also another Mantis in like Spotify. They um,
0: is it that's a double I though, right? No, it's it's spelled the same way. M a n t a s. Yeah, and really? so I was like, wow.
2: they put out another thing under Mantis. Well, that's so gotta be. This is so not the same band. It's
0: gotta, gotta be because. You know, Chuck didn't do anything with Mantis.
2: That's what I was thinking, too, is, mm. like, you know, the whole thing. Entomb started as Nihilist, and then there was the other Nihilist from here, and how many other bands? There's apparently, like, seven bands registered as um, Right. Oh, yeah. Obviously the one here, the one in Mexico, but then there's, like, five others. And, you know, the thing with band names, I mean, there's got to be another Possessed. Death was another band before the Chuck Schuldner death. They well, there just, was
3: the, a band called Death. Yeah, that, yeah, I, and I, now,
2: yeah. Now that's how they refer to themselves as a band called Death. And like people get around it, there's antagonist and antagonist AD, and then you know the whole thing with Ghost Bean.
3: Slayer
0: six six six
2: was that a thing? Yeah. Oh he's a band man, from Texas. Why? Yeah.
3: We just start a band called Metallica SD.
2: Oh man, <laughs> you remember when they were? In going government? Yeah. No, why? <laughs> you remember when they were suing Metallica? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> we're Metallica. Yeah. They get some people get gnarly. And did them.
3: they steal that from? Wasn't. Rip magazine supposed to be Metallica and- something like that yeah No it was
0: it was, no. it was Lars wanted to start a magazine and his friend and him were well his friend and him were going to start a magazine or Lars wanted to start a magazine him and his buddy were writing out all these fucking names for their magazine His buddy or actually I think it might have been his friend wanted to do the magazine too I thought it was Slagle. I don't, it wasn't Slagle. Okay, but like, he was somehow Because it was involved just some this, other right? guy. Like, but the thing was, was like fucking, they were writing down names. His buddy came up with the name Metallica, mm-hmm. and he basically convinced the guy that that was a terrible name. Yeah, and he
2: said, you know what, we should call it this because instead. He, yeah.
0: even though he didn't want to use it for his magazine, he wanted to use it for his band. Essentially what was is his friend came up with the name Metallica for a magazine, and he talked him out of it by telling him it's a horrible name, mm-hmm. and then he used it for the band.
2: Oh, there's some great stories about that. God forbid... Uh, <laughs> found out there was some other band that was coming up with the name god forbid and so they told them they were already signed and stuff and they backed off nice <laughs> and so on the DVD they were like we got your ass dude shout out Doc Coil. I love it um, <laughs> holy shit yeah man oh, I, lo- I love little stories like that dude you'll uh, totally
0: get sued if you do it man like I mean we <laughs> like the idea but you'd get sued man it's out of our hands like it's fucking <laughs> lawyer shit dude we're just looking out for you bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that's all yeah we should be thanking we're you we're really. doing you a favor yeah
2: <laughs> Oh man! Um, oh all righty, other one I pitched to you: favorite lineup,
3: favorite incarnation. It's too easy uh, for me. Okay, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna go individual thought patterns.
0: My man, that's mm-hmm. where I'm at too. It's weird because I want to go human, but it's more cynic than death, so I'm going individual thought patterns. I love it because that's the closest to it, dude. Just mm-hmm. it's got it's got to be one of the lineups with DiGiorgio, Giorgio, yeah. dude. I mean, I love Terry Butler, and I mean even back then. Even he followed his whole career, whatever, everything he's done, you know, even six feet under and shit Mm -hmm. and fucking, you know, Massacre or wait, Massacre, wasn't he also, it was one of the older bands, but now, I can't remember who it was. Um, yeah, I almost want to say obituary or fucking. He is an obituary now. Is he? Yeah. He's been,
2: uh, since, uh, what's his face passed away, unfortunately.
0: Like I just always thought it was cool. It's just. It's not like he, I mean he, he's no Steve DiGiorgio, he's no Alex Webster, but like he's, solid as he's just this regular bass player that yeah. just happens. At, you know what? I want to be I want to play death metal. You know where most people that want to play death metal are like you know they got to be some fucking virtuoso type shit or you know play some weird style of of bass or whatever. Where he's just like, nah, Maybe just want to be a bass, just yep. want to be a death metal bass player. That's cool, and it's worked out for him for thirty plus years. That. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think like. It's gotta be individual thought patterns. Yeah. Because it doesn't quite sound like Cynic anymore.
2: Yeah. You still got um, you still got Steve DiGiorgio, Gene Hoagland on drums, Mm -hmm. forget it. Yeah. And now knowing how involved Andy LaRoque was actually in the uh, in the guitar playing. (laughs) That just just makes me like even more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cause in the movie thing, he was showing, they, they were kind of showing where his, uh, Andy LaRogue stuff trails off and then he begins.
0: Wait, okay, that's, see, I thought they were just showing like Andy, like his takes. They were, but the, at the end but when I didn't was transitioning out. I, I, I didn't see, I didn't notice anything. I mean, I've, Guess I've never watched a whole lot of live footage, but I've just never really paid much attention to like if Chuck's playing a solo or not.
2: Yeah, well, I oh, mean, he, there's the he
0: rips. yeah,
2: there's the live because that was the other thing, dude. I love that live in LA thing.
3: About that, yeah. I was supposed to be there, Ooh. and I lost my ticket. I got like a ride from this girl that I worked with, and then like I ripped her car apart, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna buy another ticket." I'll just see him the next time yeah, and then about that, that, was, that. And then he fucking dies. Yeah. And I can see my friend, what's up, Dylan? Um, <laughs> this motherfucker six seven standing where I would have been in the <laughs> oh, fucking D V D and shit. I'm like, motherfucker. Fuck. And that
2: set is so sick. <laughs> that was the other thing I grew up on alongside that dude. Like I, I worship and love that thing. And like, I think Richard Richard really Christie
3: Like the shit he does, you're like, Okay, I don't know how he does it, you know, on the record. And then you're like, Cool, I'll watch it and then, and then He's going and, like, all of a sudden a cymbal will move. I'm like, I didn't even fucking see you hit that. <laughs> yeah, there the so here's my follow-up question then. On that note, underrated
2: lineup. Anybody have any opinions on that?
0: Dude, I think the underrated lineup would probably be fucking Bill Andrews and fucking Rick Ross.
2: That's true, too. I, I do got to go sound of perseverance, though, because, like, Richard Christie's a fucking beast on drums, dude. It's a bummer he didn't get a lot of props after that because he's he's been on Howard Stern for yeah. 16 years. And he's awesome doing that. It was too. awesome. Was
0: like his int- his fucking audition was basically just playing the whole entire Human album. Yeah, because he was such a big fan of it, and he 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 was such a big fan of Sean Reiner. He was just like, how the fuck does he play that? Yeah. Or and and then he was I think his one of his things also said like, how did he think to do that? Mm. And I think because at the time, you know, Sean Reiner wasn't really known as the jazz guy that that he's known as now. But it just he just he talks about how he just had like this different idea of thinking about what a song what the drums should be like on a song and so he learned he played human for like a bunch of years and he he get to the point where he could just play it front to back you know without it even playing
2: you know what's funny though is he talked about um when those relapse uh things did come out he listened back to the uh, human one because again I, I think that's the one that makes the biggest difference as far as being able to hear things he says he went back and he heard all this shit that he never heard before oh, I bet. That, that he was missing between notes he's like
0: no way dude like there was a lot of muddiness on that one in the in the original album, and mm-hmm. I think just a lot of it was at the time. Yeah. That's how a lot of that stuff was, because they were trying to make everything thicker.
2: And then, you know, the lack of bass in the mix. You know, now there's plenty of options. I don't know who actually remixed that. Any of them. Like, shout out you, guy. You're awesome. But, like, also, you know, Richard Christie is awesome on drums regardless, but you also got Shannon Hamm, who also went on to do... Um, mm-hmm. Control Denied. It was it was basically the same lineup minus. Uh,
0: it's pretty much the same thing yeah. except there's an extra singer. See- wait, is it minus someone? There's an extra singer. But it's also a singer, it, yeah. it is also
2: I do got to shout out Scott Clenden Clendenin on uh, bass. I thought he did an awesome job and um, mm-hmm. he he supplanted Steve DiGiorgio. Steve DiGiorgio came back for Control Denied. Uh, but it is there and you I, know I it,
0: Kelly Conlon too.
2: Yeah, and then
0: Kelly Conlon was the one on Symbolic.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the whoever played a guitar on Symbolic was good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Clenden or damn, I had the guy's Conlin or something. He was. I just watched the movie. There's there's a lot of people to memorize names for. I also yeah. looked up the uh, the guy that was the singer of Control Denied has another band called Pharaoh that I'm gonna check out later. Huh. Shout out that guy. Yeah. But uh, one thing about the human lineup that I gotta say is. Supposedly, they had to stop playing human stuff after St- or Sean Reinhardt was out. Like that's how gnarly he was. Dude,
0: he is a fucking yeah. badass, dude. If you've ever heard the fucking Sean Re- like what is it, Gordian Knot stuff mm-hmm. and like the other Him stuff and, that uh, he's done, Sean dude, Malone, where it's like kind of like his, it's like solo th- stuff, I guess. Yeah. Like- fuck man he is a crazy fucking drummer some of it's not that cool to listen to yeah you know I mean mm-hmm. you literally are listening for musicianship I mean there's not much cool about the songs yeah but god damn it man the dude is a fucking crazy player to see him on that movie too he looks so much different <laughs> oh yeah like, I hope he resurfaces he looks man. like the fucking guy that's gonna like pick your kid up for fucking softball practice <laughs> Steve he's the like, Pirate
2: I, I kind of think he looks like Steve <laughs> the <died>. Pirate
0: <laughs> Gar. Uh, yeah.
2: he's more
3: of a pirate than you'll ever be <laughs> yeah
2: yeah, he, uh, I think he does, like, session stuff now because Paul's the one continuing on with the cynic name, and I'm fucking bummed they aren't together as cynic anymore, but I'm glad I got to see him
0: when I did. Yeah, Reiner fucking was – he's sick, dude. Like, what I like about fucking – even, like, uh Roz and Andrews and, and Butler was is how simple it fucking was. It was more like obituary, man. I mean, it was just meat and potatoes. Yeah. Nothing really fast. I guess yeah. it's caveman riffs now, but they're all really fucking solid guys. I mean, the fucking blasts are fucking fine. They're all they're not all over the place, you know, tempo wise. You know, Rick's solos aren't terrible. It's just a bummer. You don't happen to be, you know, Masvidal Laroque or fucking James Murphy. I mean, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, they're
0: they're not bad solos, man. Like and and I don't know how much they were into writing. I mean, I it's hard to tell on that on Leprosy album also because Terry didn't play on it.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: But, I mean, who gives a fuck? He, 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 knowing how Terry Butler is, he's going to play the exact same thing fucking Chuck played on the album, you know, because yeah. Chuck's not going to get all fucking crazy with it. Yeah. You know what
2: else I wish I could have seen was they, when they did Death to All, when it was, like, the all-star people from, like, all the different lineups yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah,
0: I mean, they didn't play very many shows, though.
2: They played Ramona with obituary opening. That would have been sick. Yeah. Why'd I miss it? I don't know. I'm kicking myself. And then they did it again with like an actual lineup of dudes, but they went through all the different years of stuff too. So hopefully they do something like that again. Um, Damn.
0: And then... They have to at some
2: point. Yeah. To cap off the lineup discussion, I I thought it'd be fun to do like a little fantasy league. Who do you put as your your dream lineup kind of thing? You know what I mean?
0: Ooh.
2: Yeah. Because my initial thought is... Still just human thought patterns (laughs) or individual thought patterns, right? So, like, I had to step out of that and go, okay, what if I, you know, circumvented all that? Who you got on drums to start
0: off with, maybe? I'm trying to think of what sound I would want to go for. Mm. Because that's pretty much, well, I mean, I guess you can mishmash. Is that a fucking word? Yeah. All right. Oop. Right. I just got mine. Sorry, I guess I just figured it out. So we're so drummers. Um, I probably I don't
3: know. I probably take Gene. That's my knee jerk, but I, it's like I, I liked how out of control Richard Christie your was, book, man. It's called Eli's knee jerk. Yeah, <laughs> It's <a> funny <laughs> picture, just like
2: <laughs> yeah, knees all oh. up in the foreground. Yeah,
0: you're oh, taking man. Christie. He's awesome, dude. Like he's really good.
3: But like, it just as like, I don't know, kind of meat and potatoes, like like all the stuff I love. Uh, it's like I naturally go Hoagland always. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe Christie. Let's get weird. I'll go Richard Christie.
2: I'm down, man. I actually I'm going with Sean of all people. I, I something about because now I got a configuration in my head that I'm like, ooh, what would that be like? Uh, bass. Everybody got the same one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm taking Steve. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's, it's hard. You, you, it's we hard love you, go. Terry. We love you, but yeah. dude. Once you've had Steve, you never go back, right?
3: <laughs> it's not deliveries to Georgia. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, I like that. nice. You ever nice. pitch that to
2: him? I'm sure he's heard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so now here's where things get interesting. Accompanying on guitar.
0: Um. I think on the guitar... I think
3: I'd take James Murphy.
2: I dig it. That's a good line. Yeah,
3: I might cause cause like, you know, LaRoque Larock, LaRoque, um, La who. Um <laughs>
0: <Le> what? <Roque-what>?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was like I think it, it, he's probably got some of my favorite stuff, but it's like it, it you know, like you said, he showed up and he was him and then yeah. kind of went about his day. But and as then far Ralph as like Santola
2: that, took over on the live stuff.
3: Like, right. Yeah, so oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah. I know, man. Right, Which yeah. uh, A lot of them, unfortunately. Um, Ralph actually, um, he made his roommate go to a Holy Grail show to make sure that we could stay at his place while he wasn't there. And he was really big in, like, um, like saving uh, stray cats and, and stuff like that. So, RIP Ralph, man. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Shout Even out. cooler now. Yeah, no mm-hmm. kidding. I... I am going Andy LaRocque because I think that'd be, that's the thing, man. If you took individual thought patterns, and of course I'm gonna always go with Gene, but like I just want to hear what Sean would sound like on that, you know? Separate, mm. separate.
3: That would be yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. I, I need to hear all that stuff on the remasters because it's it's weird because I think because like the mixes and shit are clouding my judgment of the fucking how the. Yeah. Shit sounded no, in the for plane. Sure. Yeah, I,
2: I can't recommend enough. Just to knock out two birds with one stone, I'll send you the link later for the uh the lack of comprehension video with the new mix so you can see that for the first time and hear how it sounds yeah. it's, it's sick. Damn, dude, there was something else speaking of of human, I think. Oh no 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 speaking of the philosopher. Because we were talking about the video. Who is it in the video? Is it Ralph or is it um Andy LaRook? I don't know what the well, I don't like.
0: think I've ever known that. Yeah, man.
2: I, just,
3: I haven't seen it like since then. <laughs> God, yeah. we only had a way to figure that out.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm.
3: Like a, you know, some, some magic. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, 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 for sure.
2: <laughs> Listeners, please hit us up. That'd be cool. Let us know, what, even if you're just like way I easier because
0: I'm not feeling it right now. Yeah, I me. Mean... It, it
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna keep putting it off. Contact us on the internet. Yeah. Wait, can you look things up on the internet? I don't know. I don't think so. Send a What is he send? Send a raven. Uh, So, one more quick one. So, this is the one I thought of when you were talking. I was like, Ooh, favorite production? Maybe?
0: I don't know. You just took an overall sound? Yeah, on each record. Symbolic. Okay. It's the best sounding one. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's the clearest sounding. I could buy that. I don't necessarily think it's the best guitar tone, but I mean, as far as like the production and the sound, yeah. I could do that. I don't know. It would either be that or fucking probably Spiritual Healing. I like the way Spiritual Healing sounds. Like, I wish Leprosy sounded like Spiritual mm. Healing. It's, I agree. It's, it's subtle, but yeah, I wish it sounded just a little bit better. And the remasters yeah. help.
2: You know what's funky, too? Absolutely. Is They were all, you know, the rest of the other six albums besides Scream, Bloody Gore were at Mora Sound, but Scott Burns, I think, only worked on three. Yeah. He, like, engineered Leprosy, but he produced... Human individual thought patterns. No, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, right. He didn't touch. Uh, he didn't touch symbolic.
0: The other ones were Jim Morris. Which I thought was weird because I didn't. I, for years, I didn't even know Jim Morris actually. Actually, did, did stuff at his own namesake studio.
2: Yeah,
0: or like he was just the. I, engineer. Yeah, I know. I just idea. thought he was like the engineer or something. Like, Okay, yeah. I'll run the board, but you're actually producing now. Yeah. Like, go fucking do whatever. I didn't. I had no idea for a long time.
2: Yeah, and even though Scott Burns doesn't produce anymore, Jim Morris still does, apparently. He's still or if it's not the original Morris sound, he's doing something under the name Morris huh. Sound, so good on him. Me, I'm going um I'm going individual. Something about like that that phasey effect on those guitars. And just mixed in with something about the way Gene Hoagland's drums sound, dude. It's just punchy as fuck, dude. Yeah, it's
3: kinda in your face.
2: Yeah. Uh, there was, like, more of a flow to Sean Reinhardt's drums, which I do like, but something about, like, each one was punctuated with Gene, kind of, you know, like, it's like the atomic clock. And the yeah, next I read end,
0: something, like, it was, I think it was, like, a bunch of people picking their favorite death songs or something like that, and Gene's was Flattening of Emotions, and he mentions, like, something that just kind of hit me, like, I was like, wow, I can't believe I never thought about that, but he's he said, like, It's so awesome because it starts off with that fucking hot for teacher type fucking double kicks.
1: Yeah, I just immediately was
0: like, "Oh fuck yeah, Yeah, dude!" Like that's what it is. Like, and and Gene Gene said like he said it was a very strange one. Sean, I think he just complimented Sean's work like quite. In fact, so did Richard Christie because the one he Mm -hmm. picked, I don't remember which one Richard Christie picked, but he did say like Humans his favorite fucking album and like he fucking played the shit out of it. Like, I think. It's, it's really weird, like, because where where I was at, like, where, at the time, I never fucking heard Sean Reiner's name, you know, but for a lot of guys that were drummers...
2: Oh, he's Drum Jesus, dude, yeah, straight
0: up. it was just like, holy fuck, man, this guy is, like, the fucking shit. Like When
2: Dillinger lost their first drummer, they hit him up because that was their drummer's favorite drummer. It was like, that was his biggest influence. And he had to – so that's, I, it's funny. we talking about, like, they had to stop playing human shit because nobody could replicate Sean Reinert. He declined the Dillinger job because he didn't think he could do what Dillinger did at the time. Yeah. yeah. That's so weird because, wow. like, he's
0: just – he's one of those dudes that could probably just play anything he wanted.
2: Well, well that, he does – And, like, really do it well. Oh, yeah. He does session stuff now. Uh,
0: I think yeah, I think if I was that kind of guy that could just play whatever, I'd just be a session yeah. dude. Yeah. Just, just sit such around a, and get paid. And just yeah, play. yeah
2: such a bummer there he's not with cynic anymore i when i saw them it was it was paul sean and two dudes from the netherlands from a couple other bands of some note and it was awesome i i actually liked that dude's growls timone's growls better than the dude on the album on, on focus but then what they did before sean and paul parted ways was they did it was uh sean and paul and they actually got sean malone to finally join them for the live stuff as well and just watching them, they had to backtrack a bunch of the, you know, the other guitars, all the ambient noise, and like all the growls, which is nothing new. But just watching them, like they, they, there's this set in Tokyo that's just mesmerizing to watch of the three of them together, and it's fucking sick. Go find that if you can out there on YouTube, people. It's I fucking love, Cynic. I hope they do something in the near future. That one song they put out's cool. How are you feeling about production?
3: Uh, I'll probably have to go symbolic also. Rock on. Um
2: the guitar tones on there like, like especially when like they're doing the clean passages and the stuff it's Oh totally.
3: Awesome. Which um I think I've ripped off no less than 5 times like doing <laughs> doing a um, uh, a solo on a classical guitar over heavy stuff. Oh yeah. Um I'll probably do it again too. Yeah. So uh it's a great template to choose yeah. from, you know what I mean? I like it. And it's just I mean just that opening um just guitar riff of the of the album, bang, don't go, bang. You're like, all right, we're doing this. It's on. You know, It's just it'll always give me goosebumps. Yeah. You know,
2: because I was thinking, like, like, there's plenty of great riffs to choose from. Is there a definitive one? I mean, that's gotta be it, right? Like, especially if you like see dudes warming up, like, like when they're sound checking or whatever, they're playing that a lot of the time.
0: Oh, what the song "Symbolic"? Yeah. I either mm. say that or fucking. You know, yeah, yeah, dun, yeah, for sure. Dun, dun, the probably because thing... it's like so fucking easy to yeah, play.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know, the only. Oh, wait, I've seen Gunface do both of those like in the same show, actually. All right, there you go. <laughs> that is, the, those, those are the two. The only other thing I can think of is um, Zombie Ritual, the little oh, thing yeah. in the beginning. Just because it's so fun. That album's just fun. Only other thing I can think of now, Chuck lyric or vocal performance if you got one i don't know that just came to me because it's like again each one's a different time stamp you know and and where he was at
3: oh man as far as albums or
2: yeah because i feel like that's like a good indicator you're you're almost talking about like a like a sliding scale because i mean like i listen back to those demos we always talk about oh yeah death death metal always just started as Mm, no dude I listened back to those demos that was a good John
3: Tardy by the way
2: thanks uh, (laughs) uh, he was low growling and I totally forgot that until I listened to the Back to the Dead or Back from the Dead demo the other day they did have that in there but for the sake of clarity and like like an actual like sense of where it really was at the time yeah I'm thinking album to album kind of thing mine actually might not be a studio album no but it's close enough so I'm going, I think I'm going Sound of Perseverance, man. Just because like, that was, that was again, that was my, that, that was, I know, I know, I know. That uh, was my, that was my first, dude. dude. That's, that, that's what I, I remember hearing. I was like, this counts as death metal? It's really high. And then going back and then finding out, okay, here's the origins. But again, that's just because of the time <laughs> I grew up in, you know, that's where, that was my first exposure. I got to ask my buddy Chris what his, his is because he's 12 years younger than me. So he got into a lot of stuff later on like when there was no recency bias to anything because his my favorite anthrax singer is john bush because that's who was around when i was growing up his is actually joey belladonna because that was who was around the time when because they, they got, got back together back. Yeah. yeah so it's interesting you know and i was just like when, when death has not been a band for you know almost 20 years what what was the one album that you got into you know so i'll have to ask him that just out of curiosity down the line What's your favorite vocal Dude, My favorite
0: Chuck vocals is Leprosy. I can dig that. It's there one is, of the lower ones. Yeah. He's got the fucking cool, like, real throaty fucking highs. Yeah, there is the, there's a bit of a sweet spot. He really streamlined it after a while, and he yeah. doesn't go as low, and he doesn't get his fucking death sounding on, like, hu- human and individual thought patterns. He is more like a fucking Tardy style. I mean, I know, like, in our top five death metal vocals, I said no one sounds like John Tardy, but but Roger Muret but like that's yeah, yeah. that's like a specific part of John Tardy what John Tardy's doing I think one of the only people at the time especially that was really like that fucking same style where you sound like you're fucking dying or you sound like a zombie fucking singing a song is fucking Chuck <laughs> Yeah no absolutely you know? and it's funny
2: to think they both come from the same scene same era same community whatever and one was constantly evolving, never happy with where they were at. And, and the changing. other one says they're never changing, yeah. ever. Well, the only thing I could think of was they would they would just get a little better at it each time, you right. know, like like they refined it a little more. But like, yeah, like you know, they were pretty, they were sort of necking. I mean, they was
0: like, hey it. I got an idea. Yeah, let's all stay the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that? What do you think of that? Yeah, that?
2: Cool. Yeah, let's do that. All right, right on. And, um, God bless <laughs> them. They're still they're still going, dude, and killing
0: it. Which is just fucking crazy to me.
2: Oh, I love it, dude. I need to see him again so bad. The only thing was I was kind of butthurt about missing him at a brick, and then when I saw the set list, I was like...
0: I well, you told me about the set list, but, I mean, I'm also just... I mean, they got to be on the right bill. I mean, like, to see Cannibal Corpse and fucking Morbid Angel was like, that, yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, no doubt, yeah. You know, and I mean, I saw Blood Incantation. It's all right, whatever. Necrot was pretty cool live. I don't like their albums, but, but I mean, it was a fun show because, I mean, you had two old-school fucking new-school death metal Bands yeah. playing with two old classic fucking death metal bands—it was pretty cool. if, Blood if obituary was on that bill. Like that, yeah. Oh shit. Okay. If 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 or when obituary gets on a bill like that, or, or I mean that that East Coast tour they did with Hatebreed and Terror and like Cro-Mags? was it Cromags? Fifth and Autopsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dude. the East Coast version of that, and then they had the West Coast. I was like, fuck, man! Like, why can't you bring that? Because yeah. it was awesome. I was like, fuck, dude! Hatebreed and obituary—I would totally fucking love to see. Well, that. you know what they
2: did in. um the U.K. or Australia it was Napalm Carcass Obituary, and I don't remember Jesus. who at that – doesn't matter at that point. Dude, if something like, like,
0: yeah, if something like that came, like yeah. – Yeah, and what?
2: they brought Bill on for a song with Napalm every night from when he was in the band that
0: – I was going to say, too, like, or if, uh, you know, if it was just, like, something easy, like Obituary Suffo or – Yeah, you know, absolutely. Obituary Dying Fetus.
2: Yeah, 15 years ago they did um, – Even
0: though, you know what would be better is if it was Obituary Suffocation because I've never seen either. Mm. I'm glad, you know, same, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I got to see same. Yeah, we gotta do
2: suffocation episode too. I'm glad I got the same one because like like it's just like I've seen the video of whoever it was at the time. It might have been that Kevin Moeller guy. And he was doing the come on, bang your heads, fucking you know, standard death front man thing. He's doing good. But like you can't replicate Frank, dude. This, this dude, is a song yeah. about making babies. This is called breeding the spawn. Like I yeah, was like
0: when they played here just recently, was it was it Ricky on vocals? Uh, I it's they...
2: Ricky's back. Yeah. On that note, would you like to take a quick break before the list?
0: Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> I'm all nervous <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you make him freak out. Don't give him a panic attack <laughs> before he's. <laughs> moment of truth.
1: Yeah.
2: But
0: casual. Casual moment of truth. How about that? On that note, <laughs> I
2: don't welcome know.
3: back, folks. Podcast casual.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's, was that an attire?
3: Like, I know it's opinion, but you can be wrong, yeah. just letting you know. <laughs> oh,
2: yes. <laughs> yeah. Jason tells me that all the
1: time. Thanks again for joining
2: yeah. us, folks. And now oh, we're here what the fuck? for the namesake, The List. <laughs> and this week, we're going to have our good friend Eli start us off with his honorable mentions for his favorite death songs.
3: Oh, fuck. So, uh, I wasn't even thinking honorable mentions, but I got, a. Okay. I only have one song, and it's Voice of the Soul. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, What are you doing? uh, Yeah, okay, definitely Crystal Mountain is my honorable mention. Oh, it's Uh, not even in your five, wow. No, and um, just everything was always a location uh, to go to with me and my friends. Um, My old band was Against the Grand Global Scar, and we would – leave messages on each other's answer machines as Chuck coming back from the dead. Nice. Um, it's like, what's <laughs> up? This is Chuck. <laughs> and then there was oh one God. time there was Chuck's it. dog that called. It was like, woof, 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 woof. This is Chuck's dog. <laughs> I'm a fan. <laughs> and then uh, it was like, you know, anyway, um, I'll be uh, inside Crystal Mountain. <laughs> nice. Um, and so that that's my um, my honorable mention. Um, and, uh, let me see if there's any zero tolerance is an honorable mention. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do we got? Well, I just get into it because uh, there's like so many. Yeah, thousand eyes. God, there's so many fucking good songs. Yeah. Um, Primitive ways is it an honorable mention as well? So also just scream bloody gore because it's fun. Yeah, yeah, no, we like for sure. Put entire says. albums in there, yeah. No, I mean, or the you know. Oh, like the song, the just, song. Got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Just the fucking lines. I can dig that. Ready, go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, what do I do? How do I do this? Um, <laughs> well,
2: like uh, we could give our auto-roll mentions real quick, and then we can okay, get into cool. the five. You want to go first, or should I?
0: Um, I, I don't have very many, just because like, I've been trying to chill out. <laughs> I've, been trying to cut, I've been trying to cut back. It's yeah, yeah. It's getting to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I wanted to because there's nothing actually in my list, even though I fucking, I mean, I obviously I love most all of the albums except one. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, Left to Die and Evil Dead. Okay, nice. And then the probably the biggest one, which would probably be number six, is Symbolic. Okay. Bam. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. That, that, it just damn, hits, man. It's yeah, an undeniable dude, it gets rhythm. you nice. going. It's nice. Yeah.
2: Uh, let's see. My honorable mentions. We already mentioned it once before. Voice of the Soul. It's just pretty, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's him doing both the acoustic bit and the and the lead or not. Like it's got to be, right?
1: Um, I would imagine so. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, like it's just. There's a reason it's so frequently listened to on Spotify. It's pretty. It's it's it, but it is soulful. It's awesome interplay between the acoustic and the Ooh. electric.
0: <laughs> the Christmas trees in it. That's,
2: yeah, it's the time metal christmas
1: <laughs>
2: there you go shit what else lack of comprehension again first one i saw as a kid and it still rips dude like well i think we've talked about that album and that song enough at this point but like dude it's the interplay between half of cynic steve di giorgio on bass and chuck doing two things masterfully at once mm. what else i had one more Oh, flattening of emotion, same thing, dude. Like like that, just, we already talked about that too. That opening, Sean on the double bass and just like ripping into what it is. It's, just, it's the setting for, okay, this is a whole new level of things to expect from this group of musicians and this one in particular. And just, damn. R.I.P., Chuck. On that note, you're number five, good <clears throat> sir.
3: Uh, my number five, let me make sure I'm correct here, uh, is, uh, Living Monstrosity. Okay. Rock. Um, just to me, it, to me, it's just kind of like the, the, uh, like quintessential, like old school, like almost like kind of like cutoff point, like from starting like the whole death metal thing, like the scream bloody gore. And it, it, it's, there's some fucking rad riffs in that song, but Absolutely. it's also, it was just something that, like, me and, like, like my buddies would always just crack up about the, just the line, because it, it was very unChuck like to be, she's a stupid bitch.
1: Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Say she,
3: yeah, so, um, but it also, it was something that I kind of, like, <laughs> connected with on the fact, because it would be, like, you know, a straight-edge high school kid would kind of write that song. Yeah, yeah I can And see it was, that. like, it, it was just, I don't know, it kind of had just, like, this hilarious special place in my heart also i posted the lyrics to that song on mother's day just to, yeah. to say to my mom thanks for not doing blow while I, you have me you know yeah
2: no for sure no that's yeah that's a good call that's kind of what lack of comprehensions about too from what i understand
0: wasn't a i think sacrificial on screen buddy gore the original name was sacrificial cunt <laughs> i could buy that yeah and but the only the- reason he changed it was the uh, combat record said hey Oh, for real. You should probably change it.
2: Label yeah. censorship in the 80s. How about that? <laughs> That's
0: gnarly. Which shouldn't... I could just see it later, Chuck. You know, later, Chuck going, What the fuck was I doing? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah he no, definitely for sure. wouldn't have wanted no. Dick, no, 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 know, no, that in yeah. his fucking legacy. So, I mean, I guess it's good that Combat oh, made him change it. Yeah, you
2: think about like the early days, like even Demo before. You know, because if you look at some of the song titles from the demos and stuff, you're like, "Wow, this is really not like them." Later on, you know,
0: if that Chuck, well, especially for you going backwards, like if you—I don't know if you're reading interviews with him, but I mean to, because it was weird for me to see where he was going. Yeah, he was always like he was always trying to push it away. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Was one of those things I didn't like about him was he was always trying to push it away as if Mm -hmm. this thing was something that he didn't want to be associated with because there was something wrong with it. And I was like, "Dude, what the fuck? Like yeah. what's your problem?" Yeah, baby? no, like, for sure. So, but yeah, like going maybe, backwards though, it'd be like, "Wait." Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, like like you're talking about like the the high school kid that was like biting himself before going on stage so he could bleed to like spiritual <laughs> insight.
0: do you know somebody who did that? That was him. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: When I first started getting it into it, I was like, whoa, this guy's gnarly. And then you <laughs> see the see the videos of him wearing his dad jeans at, at Dynamo or whatever that is. He's just looking all, oh, oh, spiritual, you know what I mean? Like
3: fucking dad Well there's like jeans. The, the the live the live um album where he's like, Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. But like every interview is kinda like that, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like they they
0: do mention in the in the movie and like it was one thing that I think Ricky Rackman brought it up at one point. Because Ricky Rackman had, like, Chris Barnes and Yeah, John. I saw yeah. And um, oh, the, it, it was the speech the speech thing. Okay. He, you know, he had not a speech impediment, but he had a very strange accent. Like I, the, I
2: think it's the Florida thing, right?
0: Could be growing up in New York. Was it New York? I thought he was from Florida. No, they're, they're, he was born in New York City. Oh, maybe. They moved from New York to Florida when he was younger. But then, yeah, it could be, like, just kind of, like, this big mix of both and then yeah. uh, his dad was Jewish mom so.
2: converted something like that yeah they get into it a little in that movie but like I was so distracted by other things when I was starting it out right right because they talked to his whole family more or less surviving yeah, his mom's family. totally
0: cool dude sister's cool too yeah they're very Love. heavily
2: involved in his legacy yeah yeah that's cool which to see which is
0: awesome because I, you know it's one of those things I mean my parents were like no We don't want you listening to this shit. Yeah, no, for sure. But I did anyway. Yeah, and
2: it's just like we were supportive. His dad was more tolerant. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah. That was kind of the yeah. That was a big thing because I don't remember them interviewing the dad. No. Yeah. Um,
2: Well, they didn't interview the brother or whatever either. Number five for you, good
0: sir. Number five.
2: Okay, so here's the here's the backdrop when I was a kid and I'm first getting into death. Napalm Death puts out Leaders Not Followers, the first volume, which is just an EP in 1999. I'm already a huge Napalm fan. I'm like, oh cool, they cover a song by Death, "Back from the Dead." Which album's that on? And I go, and I'm frustrated. What the fuck? Where's this, this? This song doesn't exist. They made this shit up. Not occurring to me that there's a a demo song called "Back from the Dead," and uh, and then it takes takes me years and years to find it. And I love those old '80s death metal. Okay, just put a mic in the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? The vocals are too loud. He's probably streaming into the same mic that's supposed to be picking
3: everything else up. His, like a shitty version of a, like a Frank Sinatra recording. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just like you know, it's like one of those tape recorders, even maybe that's just like it's the um, it's here's the speaker, the black rectangle, the, dude. Yeah, with the exactly. Button. Yeah, I imagine mm-hmm. one of those. You know what I mean? And just like the way his yeah, vocals sound those. like that. Yeah.
0: Well. <laughs> 83, right? I've recorded so much shit on one of those. Yeah, it wasn't
2: 1983. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I, uh, but like, like it would have been after he would have taken over from Cam Lee. Which shout out Cam Lee, I gotta shout. You know, he he's kind of set the template for the the vocals and whatnot. But like, it was him taking up vocals for the first time, and he had a sick. That's the thing. I I talk about I hate guys with weak highs. He had a sick ass high. Corpse Mm -hmm. Grinder talks about his biggest influence being Chuck Schuldner, and I'm just like. Wow. Like, really? And then he explained later on in an interview, it's because oh, it's of the highs. He took his high directly from Chuck Shoulder. I was oh, okay. And of all places, Greg from Dillinger, he says his high comes entirely from Chuck. I was like, oh, that makes sense too. And there's awesome. like, there's a cool back and forth between the lows and the highs in that song. It makes sense why that's the song that Napalm covers. It's when death when they're at their blastiest because that was never really the case on the albums themselves. And just, you know, it's classic horror movie, back from the dead, mm-hmm. goofy, you know. B-movie Boris Karloff zombie shit, and I'm all about that, and it's just a fun song, and it's it's an extension of what will be my number one and the more I think about it, so looking forward to that. How about you, good sir?
0: So I could probably just, I mean, honestly, my number one could just be the entire second side of human.
2: Mm,
0: Rock on. But Cosmic Sea doesn't count because it's it's instrumental. Mm. Spoiler, it's probably going to be on my instrumental list. But one of them, so my number five would be Vacant Planets. Nice. I just, the fucking...
1: What did they say in the middle
0: part? Like that shit, that tap shit in the middle is fucking crazy. Did
2: they say they they wrote that in the studio, or was that no? Cosmic Sea is what they wrote in the studio. Yeah, because I remember them talking about that. And Georgia only
0: played on part of it.
2: Oh no shit. Yeah,
0: there was they had another guy that actually recorded the first part of Cosmic Sea, and then he played on the second part of it. I don't know where it switches. Interesting. But like, it's. I also like how it ends, it's, you know, he just ends on the word planets and it has, you know, it's got the heavy fucking, not heavy, but it's got like a little bit of reverb in there. But I always liked how it came out of Cosmic Sea right into Vacant Planets. Yeah, yeah. yeah too. it's a companion after piece. Com- after Cosmic Sea, you have like just this crazy fucking instrumental Vacant Planet starts and then it goes into that big middle fucking tap piece and it's so fucking awesome. Because it almost seems like... Cosmic Sea is just an intro for fucking vacant planets And at first I used to also think that fucking Giorgio was like fucking tapping with them And he's actually not he's playing like even weirder shit underneath <laughs> it. I'm like wait what like but that's something I didn't really realize until I heard the remasters oh, I, I mean you can hear it on the regular one I can't I can hear it now, now that you know
3: it Yeah yeah
0: because it wasn't so buried. but And again, he's fretless. So, I mean, you can tell he's there. But it it really, like, I just thought, like, well, Alex Webster fucking taps. Like, that's yeah. probably what he's doing. They're all doing that same part. Like, they're just all different. You know, it, there's the harmony on the taps and stuff. And it's just, fuck. That fucking part is just so fucking cool. It's, the, it's a great way to end a fucking album. You know, because God of Thunder wasn't on the regular right. version. It was just eight fucking songs.
1: Yeah. That's how I know
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was... I just, I've just always loved. I also like the fucking title. There's vacant planets. Like there's Mm -hmm. just something strange to me because I've never been like a big Chuck, uh, big Chuck lyric guy. I did understand that at some point he just from the song titles alone and like you're picking out words that he wasn't really talking about like normal death metal stuff. Right. Right. But at the same time, by human, I didn't think they were just normal death metal band. Like so, it was just like uh, they were they were something different. So yeah. But, I, but the yeah, the Vacant Planets thing, like, you know, it's Cosmic Sea, mm-hmm. Vacant Planets. I'm like, yeah. oh, we're getting into Spacey shit yeah. now. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, this is fucking awesome. And I think that might drive my love for Decrepit Birth so much. Oh, yeah, dude. I think yeah. that's where it kind of, like, that that whole thing started. Like, you know, Decrepit Birth and, like, Fallujah and stuff with, like, the Spacey fucking death metal. Yeah, how many know?
2: bands are there like that now that kind of well, focus on Well, now I get blood that.
0: incantations like that. It's just their sound is so hard for me to fucking listen to. But, I mean, I, I've, I've listened to it... Um, like I said, it worked great fucking live. Yeah. I just on album I have a hard time listening to uh, that. but that new the new blood incantation, it like, it's all fucking alien and fucking oh, yeah. cosmic shit. Like Yeah, do you know that's that.
2: Like number one on most people's oh, list yeah, in that dude, whole scene. I very, like it it's
0: a very popular fucking band, dude. Like yeah, and again, it's a big theme throughout Decrepit Birth too, is that spacey fucking stuff, the cosmic death metal type yeah. thing. Like
2: it's interesting now that I think about it because like I always thought of um Spiritual healing as the transitional record, and it sort of is because the first two are straight up blood, zombies, freaking you know, cane hotter, ridiculous, right?
0: Oh, like lyrically, it is, yeah, that's where it changes,
2: but but it's it's also, yeah, spiritual healing is where
0: where the horror gets more realistic,
2: exactly. Yeah, but then like there's still a lack of comprehensions about hard drug use, so there's still a little bit about that. Human is where
0: it just gets realistic, yeah, it's not so much anything real. Real horrified, yeah. like, type stuff. Yeah, but
2: then, yeah, you have your your Bacon Planets and Cosmic Sea, and, like, you can see the theme kind of drifting. You talked about the second half of the record, right? Mm. So if the first one's maybe the more closer to spiritual healing, then the second must be everything that comes after it, right? Because, like, that was the funny thing, was, like, the latter four albums specifically, because, the you know, it is more progressive and it's, it's a little more ethereal, but, like, also the lyrics, I would just, you know... When I was a kid, I would go to sleep at night listening to, I would listen to death while I was thinking That's, about life. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool. Uh,
0: well, I also wonder, like, how much of the lyrical fucking change, in particular on Human, like, especially that back half. I wonder how much was inspired by the sound of the stuff that they were doing that Masvidal and fucking Reiner brought to the table. Like, yeah, no doubt. You know, it, they brought, you know, a little bit of a fucking jazzy prog fucking influence in there, and, and it's just all awesome. Like, Chuck's got new toys. Yeah, for sure. Book, yeah, like, let's see where I can go with it. Which is what he wanted to do was where can I go with this thing that they call death metal? Yeah, you know, and it's really fucking cool now. Yeah, there's a lot of bands like that. I I guess I never really realized until I was listening to Decrepit Birth. I was like, wow. Like I was looking at the lyrics. I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, dude, (laughs) it's just like a fucking science book almost. I'm like, Jesus, I feel like I'm like watching Carl Sagan. Yeah, you know, back when I was younger and stuff. And then it's just like. Without really thinking about it, I always kind of really liked that because death metal is usually either fucking, you know, gore and zombies and shit, you know, or, or completely fucking shocking, you know, fucking rape with fucking weird ass fucking yeah. things. And, or and super anti with, with a knife. Yeah, yeah. Kidnaps and fucking this, you know, like, like fucking horror shit. like Yeah. You know, or it's like satanic stuff and a yeah. cult, you know, whatnot. And I was like, you know, where else would you go with that? And it's, you know, and then it's like, oh man, you know, now this you're getting into like, you know, alien shit. And yeah, fucking, quantum you know, theory shit. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, it's fucking nuts, man. Like, is it origin kind of like that? Origins like that. Yeah. So Worms like, is like that.
2: Yeah, there's a whole thing to that. That's cool though. Like, I think it should be expanded on. We have enough bands that are, you know, and enough bands that are willing to continue. That tradition of that lyrical thing. Why not push the boundaries? You know. Yeah,
0: there's always going to be the thing that's uh, that is already there. Yeah. You know, it's like you might as well start a new. You know, somebody else can come along, start a new thing, and fucking then there's just more for everybody. Absolutely.
2: I was just thinking now. I'm thinking about because cynic is all spiritual weirdo kind of stuff. I wonder what those, you know, pre-focused demos actually were lyrically <laughs> or if they're readily available.
0: Hippie shit. Oh yeah.
2: So, that's <laughs> now, that, now that's something I want to listen to. Fucking Death Metal. Hippies. Later. Yeah. Well, dude, I was thinking about like cuz they make fun of him in the in the Death by Metal documentary where they like they talk about whoever it was Walking in, seeing Steve DiGiorgio dressed in the way he was in yeah. him a fucking oh, yeah. hippie, and I was just like, "Yeah." And you catch little glimpses of it because he's wearing that headband in the in the movie. But then, like the very end shot in the um, *Philosopher* video, <laughs> when he's walking down and he's got the rainbow vest and he's got yeah. the he's got the beads and all that, I was just like, "Oh man, that's a dichotomy." I, I like yeah. it, but it's it's. it's uh, he should it.
0: be playing an atheist. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's you
2: know, unique groups of dudes make unique music together. I dig oh. that.
3: Number four for Ela. Yes, sir. I'm looking, but I I have this memorized. Uh, It'd be In Human Form will be my number four because, well, first off, it's just badass. It just hits as a second track. And um, just the leads are, like, there are some of my favorites, like, in the whole death catalog. And like I was saying earlier about, like, where um, Andy LaRocque would just like harmonized parts of it, of this like ripping solo was kind of like a whole thing of like, I want to do that all the time. Yeah. Years later, Holy Grail.
1: There you and go. And so a
3: lot of it comes from that. And then there was a show, um, and this could be completely just in my own head, but um, the show called V about like um, aliens who were like in human form yeah. and kind of taken over. And they were like lizard people and they kind of had like scientists mm-hmm. like getting together to like fight them and taking. Over in it and just in my head, it. it Robert was England eating rats. That yes,
0: yeah, exactly. So fun name, fact, yeah. dude. We used to take a marker, you draw a green blob on your hand, mm-hmm. and then you take a black marker and you outline it, and then we draw little scales on there. And so we had certain kids in our school who were the aliens, and mm-hmm. other kids in the school who no were the shit. resistance, mate. Because that shit was huge when I was growing up. Yeah, and I was me and my best friend were like massive fucking v fans dude like
3: we yeah love that we
0: love that tv show man it's fucking yeah. great
3: yeah uh, i would i would watch it with my mom and i you know i it could probably it's probably not about v it actually might be who fucking knows but to, in my head it was about that show and then <laughs> like i connected yeah. it with that and then the fucking guitars and the guitar playing and riffs in that song are so sick so that's that's my number four i can do
0: it will be your next victim uh, yeah yeah I fucking double thumbs up on that one for sure. That almost made my list. Saw What's it. number four for you?
2: A scavenger of human sorrow. I, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Prepare to be disappointed one more time. Um, but no, dude, like, I think that's a ripping little intro track right there. The first, and now you know he's doing the little thing on the drums, dude. Richard Christie really is in a realm of his own. I'm glad he's at least doing something in Charred Walls of the Dam. Even, even what he did with Iced Earth. Yeah. Like, awesome. And that's a great way to showcase it. And then all of a sudden Chuck comes in with that. Yeah. And there's so many starts and stops and changes and like it's con- it's consistently interesting the whole way out and the live rendition's cool. It's trippy to think, you know, because that record was just a not, you know, kind of a contractual obligation. They treated the touring the same way. So they just did that one tour and then that it's controlled the night time, you know what I mean? Mm. But like yeah, watching the uh the L, the um, Live in LA. Yeah, thank you. The yep. uh, whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whiskey show, and then one of the days, one of these days, I gotta watch the um, the Dynamo one too because those are like the two pro shot ones. Seeing all that come together in live form, even those live recordings sound awesome. And I'm just like, I was thinking this this morning: is the one in LA off the soundboard, or is it like, is it just off the camcorder that they film that on? Well, or something, you know?
3: I think uh, the whiskey used to do like. You know, pay us a yeah. hundred bucks. And I think that was just didn't their they have fucking four, setup.
0: I, th- I thought they had like a four cam up. Yeah. we're like, a, uh, I think we paid Dream Street for one. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Just the fucking one camera up by the fucking soundboard. Yeah. It was cool though, dude. Like, I wish more places at the time, I wish more places had done it. Like, oh, man. You just, I know Soma, you could, you could pay for a soundboard recording. Yeah, sure. But they didn't have the video. Yeah, Showcase
2: Theater was like that, too. Whiskey
0: was set up for, like, full soundboard recording and video. And, like, I was... I mean, I always wanted to go there because I was like, man, it would be cool to just... I mean, okay, fine, you're playing the Whiskey. But, like, to get the recording... Right.
3: Right. Would be really fucking cool. Which, like, for a local band, that's amazing. For a pro band, you're like, huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can oh, see yeah. there are some deficiencies <laughs> there, yeah. You're like, oh, so you want more money then? Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> well, it's funny, dude. I, I, I worship and adore that that live in L.A. recording to the point my old band played the whiskey six, no, 13 years ago. And I wore my death shirt. I was like, "Okay, fine, Led Zeppelin. Okay, fine, Motley Crue. Whatever." I was on the same stage. Chuck yeah. was on. You know what I Fuck mean? Fuck the doors. We're yeah. talking about death, yeah. exactly. And like, like, and that was what it was all about to me. And I was, I was, I was able to say that I was in the same spot they recorded that in, almost to the day, because I looked up the date. It was in December or something like mm-hmm. that. So that's what that all meant to me. And you know, I kind of considered that record and Sound of Perseverance kind of close together because it was the same cycle or whatever, right? Sure. But Like also, that would have been the most recent recording during the time of filming that thing so like they're kind of in tandem for me and I dig the hell out of that song that that's kind of why Sound of Perseverance also to me is so high up is because I like just so many of the songs on there they were trying so much cool shit out you know and for a number four that I'm sure is not off Sound of Perseverance at all what do you got bud
0: definitely not off Sound of Perseverance uh mine is Destiny Mm. individual thought patterns oh the fucking intro is so good but it's so it's weird because it's like a really mellow intro this one of the ones you're just like wait a minute this is death but yeah it's for me it's it's like the fucking main riff it's kind of hard to do for me but the solos dude Oh, you know fucking dude it's weird because I I know I picked James Murphy I love his solos on fucking spiritual healing but man Andy's so fucking gnarly Yeah. (laughs) He's so fucking gnarly, dude. Like and I mean I like the idea that he just came in and did the fucking solos. He's like, that's what I'm here to do. You know, because by that time I mean he's I mean fuck. He's he's already a fucking legend by that time. You know, I mean amongst guitar players and stuff, but like I I, I had a hard time with my number four because I was like, fuck, dude, like there's so many fucking spots I want to go, and it's just like Cause there's so much stuff on individual thought patterns. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I could, probably could have picked any fucking song off there. That's probably. I mean, as much as I, I say humans my favorite man, but like, I did say individual thought patterns was like what I thought was. I mean, cause there's just a level of like consistency through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. That's just. I mean, you just can't even fucking touch it. But I mean, they're probably like really good at doing it by then.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure.
0: You know and. I think it's also, you know, Human was like the first one where he got, okay, we'll get a little progressive, man. It's like fucking now it's like he's even built on that, you know? And I and I mean, I so for some people, they take that to the next part where they're saying like, well, that's why Symbolic is even fucking better. You know, and it's like, for me, I don't think it's a better album. I don't, and it's probably just because I don't like it as much, but Destiny was the, the first I heard of like an intro like that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't like, a, I don't know what you call it, because it's different than the intro on Lack of Comprehension. It's not quite spacey. It's it's kind of like mellow. You think you're going to be listening to a fucking kind of like a mellow fucking jam. Yeah. You know, you're just like, wait, what is...
2: Oh, so it's like, like kind of not misleading or whatever, almost kind of? It is misleading. Man. Totally like, misleading. like, do you know yeah. what yeah. I'm, talking, I'm talking about? Yeah. I think. Here.
3: Isn't there like a fucking bongo in there? There might be.
0: <laughs> there totally might be, dude. Yeah. Like. Oh, I'm it's to play fucking. All these it's in it's, it's head. Uh, a lot of that? working parts. So the thing that I think is misleading is it has. Because I mean, by this time I've already heard Metallica, you know, and they have like the fucking nice little acoustic intros, mm-hmm. and then it just fucking starts smashing your face in. But this one, it has the fucking, whoosh, and it just stops. And on a tape, dude, you don't know how long the songs are. I mean, I, I, you listen on Spotify. You click the little thing. I mean, you know, you can see the bar. You're like, oh, there's 327 left in this fucking song. Mm-hmm. You know, and then all of a sudden, there's a... <laughs> like, surprise. <laughs> yeah, it's... You don't know if it's an intro, an interlude, or if it's something else. And mm-hmm. it, like I said, there's no... Like, he has intros and stuff, but I mean, not... I don't remember, a, like, an acoustic-type intro like that to the point where you're calling it Young Guns, but... I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember hearing one before that. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just I'm, at the time when I heard it, I never heard anything like that from Death, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" But then, you know, yeah. But then, like this main fucking, that main fucking. Oh yeah,
1: it's da, so heavy. Da, da,
0: da, da, it's da, awesome transition. Da, da, da. So fucking sick, and then yeah, the I mean that whole album, just fucking dripping in La Roque.
2: Mm. You putting that up there? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. I'd like to be dripping in Laroque, dude. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Did you, uh, by chance, because it wasn't on that movie or anything, but I remember watching it on YouTube when YouTube was brand spanking new. See the uh, the interview MTV did on location at Morris Sound when they were filming, and it was a very drunk Andy Laroque hanging out with uh, with Chuck talking about recording the album. Uh-huh. it's I've pretty never sweet seen it. it's, it's cool to actually see the two I don't them think together. I've ever
0: seen an interview with Andy LaRogue I, I, I can't either. even tell you what he looks like That was,
2: that's the problem of why I can't figure out who it was I, I, <laughs> I want to say he looked very of the time in the 80s even though that would have been the mid to early 90s but like the 80s never ended in Europe as far as I can tell so why not but like, True. like you know they, they talked about because that was another thing even though he wasn't like part of Swedish death metal he was part of Sweden and that's the other place where death metal was really burgeoning at the time you know and so they were talking about how it's cool that there's kind of both worlds colliding for this particular recording of sorts.
0: Well, one cool thing about LaRoque that i w- always liked was he was kind of in the thrashy kind of realm or whatever, but also like this goth realm that wasn't really mm-hmm. quite a thing. Goth metal wasn't quite there, at least no. sounding. No, no, no. You know, I mean, definitely King Diamond had the imagery and all that. But I mean, one one big thing I, I, I liked about him was he was... Uh, it's, it's the same thing with Marty Friedman. Like... He was a legit fucking guitar player oh, yeah. in this thrash fucking, you know, fucking dirty thrash scene, you yeah. know, like where Kirk Hammett played like just a lot of just straight speed, you know, and, and, uh, you know, Slayer Slayer, you know, <laughs> yeah, they're fucking yeah. chaos mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and it was, it was guys like Laroque. It was guys like fucking Marty Friedman who came from essentially... You know, shrapnel records style, Mm -hmm. neoclassical fucking scene or whatever that was really common in fucking glam. Yeah. Not so common in the heavier stuff. And they brought these really pretty, well fucking written solos into heavier music. And this was the chance for him to bring it to an even heavier type of music. Most definitely. it's so fucking cool. I mean, even though, like I said, James Murphy, he was another one of those guys. He was this like virtuoso type fucking player oh, he's playing with fucking Obituary. Like, what the fuck, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's the same kind of deal, you know? And, I mean, now it's just fucking, they're everywhere, you know, which is, is awesome because you have the bands that are just heavy as fuck that don't even have solos. And then there you have the ones that have the super chaos Slayer-type solos. And you have the ones that are, like, legit fucking shred shit, you know, and it's so fucking cool now. But, I mean, you know, back then, yeah, the guys were fewer and far, farther between, you know, big
3: time.
2: Yeah, most definitely.
3: Uh, number three, uh, for, three. for for me, number three is going to be the philosopher. Sick. Um, just because it was, it was my introduction and then just like out of the gates with that fucking opening lick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, it's got a fucking bass solo as it fades out and who oh, better yes. than to fucking do it. And so it just, <laughs> it was, it was just that like, and then, and then two for just metal and like, you know, death metal and stuff is just so fucking weird. It's a weird song. And so it, it it really to me opened up like the possibilities of not just being like, you know. Blah,
1: blah, 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 yeah, I no, know for d- sure, And it was yeah. just like
3: it's expansive, not fast,
0: it's catchy. Yeah.
3: And that threw it's me memorable. off too the yeah. first time I said yeah that it wasn't like a fast song. Mm-hmm. Cause um, like
0: "Obituary" is not fast, you know. "D Side" wasn't overly fast. They're chunky different ways. They're they're chunky on almost like those thrash riffs, so it's like fast chunk. Yeah. 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 Where this was, you know, fucking it's totally fucking different than that and, and you know and then yeah lyrically it's just like wait what yeah it's called the philosopher like there's nothing evil yeah. about a philosopher There's nothing scary about a philosopher
2: I mean it's
3: scary he doesn't know his own sexuality right <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay sure.
3: that could be scary
0: you know?
2: <laughs> but that's one of those insightful things you really break down what he's talking about He's like you're not talking about you know snakes coming out of zombies asses or whatever anymore mm-hmm. you're but and you're not even talking about you're talking about even something a little more substantial than, like, the modern horrors of reality every day. You're talking about, like, okay, what is somebody actually about? What is, what is you know, you're talking about pious nature in people, you know? It's just, it's just like a critique of society in a completely different way. And that was the kind of, not introspection, but, you know, it was the kind of insight in a whole new way that hadn't been explored in the genre before, let alone by the guy who's saying it, you know what I mean? Like... Well, it's a There's death metal shit. song
0: without death metal lyrics. Yeah, exactly. You yeah, yeah. know
2: what I mean? It's it's expanding the horizon. it's
0: like he had plenty of them before, too. But I also think, like, especially this one, because of the tempo and, like, the style of the riff, you can hear what he's saying really well. Yeah, yeah.
3: If I had this to- And that got, was also a fucking thing, you know, like... Yeah, I think it was also why, you know,
0: I mean, it's smart for them to do a video for it and stuff like that because this was easy... I mean, especially at the time, is definitely like the most accessible fucking song. Yeah. This was like before "Where the Slime Live" or before I'm trying to think of another one that one of those death metal songs that got people to listen to fucking death metal or notice it. "Where the Slime Live" was huge like that. It was it wasn't like a normal death metal song. It was like a death metal band doing a regular metal song mm-hmm. almost. Yeah.
2: I'm trying to think
3: of. Well, it. I, I didn't realize that. <laughs> you
0: yeah. know, it's because you know, the bleeding came down, out down, after down, after
2: individual down, thought down, patterns, huh? Gi- 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 and if it did, it wouldn't have been by that much. But yeah, I'm trying to think of anything comparable with that kind of crossover back around that time.
0: Hmm. No, because Deicide never really had one. I mean, no, they just never really. I mean, they've had songs like that, but they didn't cross over like that. Where, like, where the slime lived did. Yeah. You know, Incomplete? this did.
2: Maybe. Right. Yeah. Maybe. That's the only th- other thing I can Maybe think Maybe I don't know a, a lot of
0: fucking people that didn't like death metal that would acknowledge obituary really doing anything. Huh. <laughs> you know? yeah. So you're talking but, about... Because well, uh, a lot of people don't really know who, who obituary was. I mean, yeah. you know, and like, obituary wasn't really throwing down videos all the time, or at least wasn't getting played on MTV all the time. Well, yeah. I don't remember a whole lot of obituary videos. So there wasn't a whole lot of it you know there might be stuff now i guess you know that's but now it's so much more accepted because you have bands that are you know like we've talked about before like kill switch engage and all that remains and fucking lamb of god and stuff that are bringing death metal elements into just kind of like regular metal territory and now that sort of thing is what was once considered like super extreme is just kind of like oh it's just you know, you like it or you don't, but it's there.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just now you got me thinking about the uh, that year '93, right? Because that's that is the same year as Covenant, right? That that would have been like, yeah, the like same when, year as
3: Covenant. Yeah, everything yeah. that was. Which Rapture had a video.
2: Yeah, Rapture and God of Emptiness. Yeah. Bow
1: to me, yeah, faithful. But like
2: you know, it's like that—that that was considered the pinnacle of like mainstream for death metal at the time. That's what inspired the black metal scene to go as anti-death metal. It did and go its own completely different way. So you're talking about this weird sweet spot when like shit got dragged completely out of the underground to a degree and like became a household name as much as it could to a degree now you know there's death merch everywhere and in a way it wasn't before youtube has opened up access to these things that never existed in real life, especially with people reissuing albums and like hey if you never saw this video the first time here it is with brand new video quality and a new mix or whatever like but like when mtv ruled the roost and that was like the only way to get across like that would have been the pinnacle of all that stuff in a way that wasn't before So it's interesting to think, because after that, you know, Cannibal Corpse was in um, Ace Ventura. And And they had
3: a uh, video for Staring Through the Eyes of the Dead.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like,
3: well shot. Uh,
2: Yeah, yeah. And and then, you know... See, I
0: think they never really had that song then. Yeah. That was kind of, like, more like a regular fucking metal song. No, for sure. You know, like, obviously, I know a lot of people that liked, you know, regular metal, that, you know, liked Hammer Smash Face and stuff... But like if they had released like something like Scourge of Iron, back then, you know, just a little something more, or like Death Walking Terror, like some some of the simpler stuff they're doing Mm -hmm. now. If they had done that then, they might have had like that where the slime live moment, or like their philosopher moment, where you had a lot of people kind of like taking notice, and then obviously Beavis and Butthead.
2: Yeah yeah no for sure
0: <laughs> it helps yeah it definitely helped a lot of bands actually be honest with you that and headbangers ball
2: yeah that would have been the only channels of exposure <laughs> Wait, let's see
0: huh? the second hour of headbangers ball
2: oh is that a thing where like that's no, where the, yeah. Like, oh yeah oh that yeah like that that's when always, it got like he- way heavier that's where bummed. you got the heavy shit <laughs> i was too young for headbangers ball at the time but like hearing all the stories but i never heard that before so that's interesting
0: because I, I watched all the
2: documentaries and shit. There was right? a lot of
0: times I would stay up and watch the first hour and then I'd videotape the second hour. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. You know, it was pretty late. Mm-hmm. And it was like, but I'd never videotape the first hour because it was like, oh, this is the shit I see all the time. Like, you Wait. Know, I'm like, I want that second hour. Man.
2: Okay, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. yeah. You can see Entertainment any time of the day, yeah. any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Okay.
0: videos and stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah.
2: And now everything's on YouTube. On that note. We're going to the other end of that spectrum. Number three for me. And Jason's Line. gonna totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jason's gonna totally keep this in, and I and I appreciate that. Oh, Spirit Crusher. Yeah, the the lack of better want us the only single they would have had on Sound of Perseverance, dude. That that you know thing in the beginning with the bass. Again, I think mm. that dude's an underrated bassist. Um, and then it builds into this like the whole thing with each song has its own section of movements and cool and like the
1: spirit
2: crash oh. you know the high 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 vocals and like there is they, they did make an internet or no it wasn't even on the internet yet it was a it was a bonus on the CD when, remember when enhanced CDs were a big deal where it was the they, they took the actual track and sunk it up with the uh, sunk it up I don't know synced it up with uh, the you like that yeah with the performance I footage. my
0: iPhone last
2: <laughs> night <was> <laughs> I <laughs> did sync it <laughs> It's A. the
3: past tense of sync. Yeah, <laughs> man.
2: I can dig it. Oh, man. But, uh, but they, you know, they tried to make an impromptu music video with just putting the song with the video from Dynamo. And again, at that point, he was just kind of standing there, just looking at the crowd while he was singing and doing his thing. But it was cool to see it closer to In the Flesh than just listening to it on record.
3: And it's got him doing pinch harmonics, which he doesn't re- really do other uh, than Destiny.
0: Yeah, well, that's a weird thing too, like because it's so common in fucking death metal, you know, but it, people forget it wasn't super common back mm-hmm. then. I mean, Morbid Angel threw it in every once in a while. I mean, Cannibal, but it was more
3: like Trey and his solos. He yeah, would Cannibal, Cannibal then, Corpse, yeah.
0: even back then, I mean, they didn't do it a whole lot. You know, I mean, obviously, Hammer Smash Face, they're fucking ripping them, but it was almost like it was saved for a certain song mm-hmm. or two. Where now it's just, like, in every fucking riff everywhere. Yeah. How else are people going to know
2: you can do it? You yeah. I mean? Like, fucking A.
3: We're talking to you, Zach Wild.
1: Oh.
2: I don't know why. I oh. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is a fun character. On that note. True. For you, good sir. Uh, lack Mara of comprehension. Mara. Very nice.
1: Doom, 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 doom. Doom, doom, doom.
2: It never really appears in the rest do of the song do 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 do. again. I don't know where it would be put in.
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna shit. Is, in in do, 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 Yeah. The fucking shit. are when that plays. It <laughs> really oh yeah. Is, dude. Yeah. Nice. oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I'm saying. The whole, that whole back half starts right there. That totally. whole second half, dude. It starts right there. And I mean, it goes all the way through fucking, you know, and it, like, you could legit just call that all just like one fucking song. Like, it's crazy. Because it's all tied in so well and it's so different than the first half you know suicide machines not like that flattening emotions not like that that is true yeah. it a like secret face it's not like that like yeah it's it's such a, a strange thing like when I was looking at it last night you know it just kind of hit me I was like wait a minute like well I guess I thought about it like a while ago too I was like you know, because you don't see side two, side one, side two, like on Spotify, and it's just like, oh yeah, like where did this break up? I'm like, oh fuck, it was right there.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's Like this <laughs> makes so much fucking sense. Yeah, now. Th- it was planned. You know, in, hi- in retrospect, is it safe to say that people think more of side two when they think of Human, like, like definitively?
3: I'm not sure. I, I didn't think so, but n- like now that I think about it, yeah. like that's the shit I think of when I think of that album. Right. Yeah. Side two.
2: Yeah. Because it could almost be said the first half is just, like, a way more technical, thought-out version of what they did before that's a little more brutal. But, like, the spacier, more thoughtful elements come into play from then on. You know what's weird
0: is you could almost take the fucking... You could almost do that. You could almost flip it, for me, for for, for fucking individual thought patterns where it's, like, the first side is fucking the shit. Mm -hmm. And then the second half, you know, again, it's good. It's all good. But the first... Side is like a certain thing to me and then it's capped off at the bottom by the philosopher mm-hmm. where like human is the opposite so it's like it starts off with flattening of emotions the rest of side one for me is just kind of there yeah for yeah, sure I mean, suicide machine's fine like whatever but like then the second half is like the shit it's just almost flipped for both on both of those albums I could see that
1: hmm
2: now I'm thinking about something else in my mind, where it's the fourth album out of seven, so it's right in the middle. There's that transitional yeah. thing again. Dude, those fucking
0: the Yeah,
1: brr.
0: dude. <laughs> you know, lack.
2: yeah, lack um, So You know, the start and stop. I just honestly thought he used to thing. say
0: lack of compression, so <laughs> before I saw before I had the actual... Yeah
3: cover of the thing and I didn't know what the songs were yeah. called. But that first mix, there's plenty of compression. So <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: he was he was he was making subtle comments without realizing yeah. it for when it was time to <laughs> for the, the mix submissions, right? Uh
3: oh, for man. sure.
2: <laughs> we're getting closer. Number two, good sir.
3: Uh actually my number two is Spirit Crusher as well. Nice. Um and, and it's it's weird because it I, I think it almost represents that entire album. Yeah. Um, just because I didn't know like there's a bunch of other like you know, flesh and the power it holds and shit yeah, like that. Like for sure. Bite the pain. Bite the pain.
2: That was almost good. one that made like, my honorable. I almost
3: had bite the pain. Yeah. Just because like um I had learned that like opening guitar riff, and I don't even know if I was playing it right, but what I thought he was doing of like over um like tapping where he would tap like here's what I think he does. Taps with his right hand, holds the note down, and then goes across his body to play the other notes. It's probably not even close to being right. That but in, my, in my <laughs> head, In my head, that's what he was doing. And it yeah. opened up, like, that. basically that album, like, opened up my playing, um, like, because I was always, like, a fan. But, like, that one was just, like, anything's possible. Yeah. No, um, for sure. Yeah. Um, even more so than it ever had been for me and 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 like I mean I got like recently um, it was nine years ago uh, um, what's our, our fucking album well Christ in Utopia was out and so I'm like oh I'm gonna do like an impromptu like lesson and so I played like the chorus riff and this dude's like oh there's a little bit of Chuck in there and I'm like motherfucker there's a lot of Chuck yeah, in there yeah, like yeah. I'm not even hiding that so it's like it comes from that and so like that's just like it's more like my representation of like that entire album it's like in there and then plus it's just screaming spirit crusher is hilarious that's Um, the good times right there yeah so (laughs) yes spirit crusher number two I dig it
2: his number two was my number three my number three was his number two wait no (laughs) vice versa you know what I'm saying my number two the philosopher dude the riffs it's a riff freaking storm in there and it's just the one riff but it creates a storm you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like like and yeah, the outro thing with the with the bass from Steve to Giorgio, and like like it's it's just a staple for a reason. It's memorable as shit. The video's fun for its very early '90s ness. Again, it takes on a whole new thing when you can hear a little more of what's going on in that mix with the relapse reissues. Uh, it's just there's a reason that it apparently was selected for the opening track on on the uh, the live album, man. It sets the tone. You know what's goofy too on the album? It's not on the DVD for whatever reason, but on the album, uh, you hear they 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 were introing with the Michael Myers theme song from Halloween, and uh, and then they go into Philosopher, and that's just a great way to start off mm-hmm. any show right there.
3: Yeah, just take your shirt off and do uh, do those fucking opening uh, hammer ons, man. Let's yeah. party! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That like... set the stage for me as well. Yeah, no, see,
2: yeah. <laughs> Oh, come on, man. You got to start somewhere. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. But like, it's just, it's arguably their most memorable song, right? Well, we'll see. There's a reason I went with my number one for the reason I did. Uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Until then. Until then. Jason, you number two.
0: See Through Dreams. Mm, okay. Right After Lack of Comprehension. I just love this fuck. It's, for a long time, it was my favorite song of theirs. It. I don't know why. I just... There's something... Mm-hmm. There's something in the fucking... Like, there's... Um, and the lyrics are fucking cool shit. Like, I'm not going to fucking read them out to you or anything. Just look them up, dude. Like, I, I just Googled it just now because I thought about reading them out, but I don't really feel like it right now. Amen. But look them up. They're super fucking cool. And again, like, some of this... It's really weird because, like I said you know, this connection between this album in particular and, like, fucking Decrepit Birth. And they, and then on their, like, their last album... No, I don't think it was the last album. I think it was Polarity, dude. They, like, they they covered this fucking song. I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. So, which is something I always thought Decrepit Birth should do. They should just cover the entire human album. Obscure should just cover individual thought patterns, the whole album. I would watch the fuck out of that (laughs)
1: that sounds awesome oh man like
0: it's it's a fucking really cool fucking song dude like and it's one that doesn't really get talked about a whole lot but again it's it's in that block i mean i i've had to figure out a way to make it work without putting cosmic c in there you know and (laughs) (laughs) i just that's what that's what it is it's it's my block of fucking this the three out of that block that aren't instrumental, like it's fucking so good, man. Like highly underrated fucking death song, dude, for sure. And I mean, like I said, like Masvidal, like I it's so weird because I don't think of him really as like solos and stuff, but like his solos are fucking sick. I mean, oh, if it's yeah. if it's his solo, mm-hmm. like because that's the thing. I don't yeah. know when it's him and when it's Chuck. Right. You know. So I'm not sure, but I mean, I like all the solos. But I on think the album. then I
3: think it was him at that point,
0: not Chuck. Masvidal? Yeah. It might have been like I don't I am not sure who it is. cuz like I said, I've never really seen a whole lot of fucking live footage and stuff. Like I want to look up now just to see who's playing what.
2: Well, I'm even thinking in relation to like what he would be playing in Cynic by that point and it's not like it's cool, it's just not anything I could really differentiate.
0: Yeah, I just don't really think of him It's weird though. You know what? Cuz I don't think of Chuck when I think when I think of leads. I don't think of solos when I think of Chuck either. It's just, he's just one of those guitar players that's like, yeah, I just don't really think about like them playing solo. I could dig that. Well, you know, they're the opposite of the guys that you think, when you think of, all you think of is the solo. Well, yeah. it's like, and then like some yeah. of the
3: most melodic Metallica <laughs> solos, you're like, fucking Headfield. Yeah. You know? I don't think of fucking,
0: I don't think of James Murphy when I think of riffing, you know? I mean, that's it's like, true. I think yeah, of fucking okay. Alan West, dude. You know, yeah, I think yeah. of Trevor Perez, mm-hmm. I think of fucking, you know, the Hoffmans or whatever. But yeah, that's with with Masvidal, he's just one of those, I, th- I just think of like, jazzy shit.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, then, <laughs> you know, yeah. Could be a solo, could be a riff, you don't know. Yeah. You know, like whatever. That's just what I think of when I think of that, when I hear that name. And I just think jazzy shit. And, you know, probably one of those guys who could fucking play anything.
1: You oh, know? Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You
2: ever checked out Aeon Spoke or uh, Portal? Not not the Australian I Portal. Out Portal. Okay. Because they re-released that demo um, under the Cynic name so people yeah. would actually listen to yeah. it. But I enjoy the shit on there. And it's nothing flashy at all. It's all based on, um you know, the more spacey stuff. Yeah. Uh, but Aeon Spoke is interesting because it's them doing... Originally, it was... Because they moved out to L.A. Him and Sean did... uh. Soundtrack music for movies and TV and stuff and so it's shit that they wrote that Specifically to get played on like CW or it wasn't even CW at the time It was WB shows and stuff and they were really good at it, dude So it's (laughs) like really like like they really could play any
0: style. You know what
2: I mean? They're they're crazy Yeah, guys are fucking nuts. Yeah get back together Please (laughs) number one my good sir.
3: I've never been more nervous in my life (laughs) Uh, It is gonna be without judgment off of the uh, Symbolic album. Mm. Um, I, the reason I put this number one is it's because uh, I've been wanting to cover this song like for fucking 20 years. Um, it, it's just because of, of like riffs and energy. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it just fucking gets me going. Um, and just the way it comes in, just like,
1: Guilty yeah, and yeah,
3: It's just fucking, and then, it, you know, the breaks before it comes into like, I guess would be the chorus. Like, dang, 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 yeah. dang, and then just the fucking drum fills. Anyway, I'm basically just like mouthing the whole song. But the, but the rad thing about that fucking song is the bridge where mm-hmm. it goes to, like, I didn't know if it was delay or if they were like doing the, um, like call and response with the other guitar, but it was, that was like a whole thing of like opening the eye, uh, like idea. It might be delay, but the idea of, um, guitars not playing the same thing and being able to kind of like call and response, talk to each other. And then it's just such a beautiful part. And then it kicks in with like, you know, the third guitar doing like the um, the um palm meeting stuff on it and just like, like the bass line is rad under that thing. And then it comes back into like fucking heavy, like mm-hmm. exciting stuff. So it's just like I, like it's just one of those like that gets me going. And I'm like to the point of like I want to cover the fuck out of that song, so, um... I would like to hear one. that. Yeah. <laughs> there
1: you go. Hell
2: yeah. Alien Satan B-Sides collection. Let's do this.
3: Yeah.
0: Fucking A. Let's see, it's a hyped-up one for sure. That's one, that's one I like off of there, too. Oddly enough, you know it's weird? It's like, I like, mo- I like most of Symbolic, I guess. I mean, I'm just not really in the mood to listen to it a whole lot, but, like, I think, like, the ones I don't like is, like, Crystal Mountain. I don't like Thousand Eyes. Um... I mean, I do like the uh, symbolic zero tolerance, and then it's without judgment, right? Right. Is it number three? I like that. Um, you know, and I mean, there's you know plenty of other stuff on there I'm not a big fan of, but um, I, yeah. I, I mean, I tell people like, yeah, I'm not a big fan of Crystal Man. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, I don't. Like That's it. a personal preference thing. <laughs> Your opinion is
3: incorrect. <laughs> like, there's
0: a lot of fucking songs I don't like that probably a lot of people yeah. love, so,
3: you know. Fight, Unchained by Fight body. me, I guess, I don't know. It's like the thing, you like, I haven't seen that movie.
1: <laughs> what? What the fuck? Oh, how are you alive? You're calm the fuck
2: down. Yeah. Hey, side note, I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, for the first time all the way through the other day, and I actually really enjoyed it.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of it, but it's, it was fine, like, whatever. Yeah. I've never seen any of the Alien movies. And that's one that everybody's like, what? <laughs> what well, the it, fuck? am I?" Like, and the thing is, like... It's like, I never really got around to it, man. And, like, now, it's... There's lots of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, especially with movies, because they look a certain way, but... You yeah. know. With music, you can do some things. It's like, oh, you know, I'll check that out or whatever, but... I mean, there's stuff now too, even in music that you know, it's like fuck I don't like fucking Mastodon. People are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, or I don't like Tool. You know, you like you like ISIS, but you don't like Tool? It's like, it's totally different. It's two totally different things. Yeah. <laughs> for know? sure. No, it's just funny you're saying that. Uh, He's talking about the
3: band.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, uh, so you're talking about Alien and uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I just found out the main inspiration for Alien was Texas or Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love those little connections fucking westworld was based on um damn it okay i lost it sorry oh no terminator was based on michael myers and westworld was in there somehow too but like all those little connection things i love all that crazy yeah anyways not completely unrelated because we're talking about horror movies my number one after doing some soul searching
0: we well, say evil did. We say evil did. Well, okay, Please hold on. Preamble.
2: Uh, Preamble. Cool. <laughs> I thought about this now. It was like. Tell me it's <laughs> something on screen, buddy. Core. Let's go. <laughs> it,
1: is, it is. It is. Yes.
2: But I realized, man, I don't have a lot of the first three albums on my stuff, man. And I can totally rattle off. Like, like everybody loves Zombie Ritual. I'm surprised it didn't make anything in mine. Whatever the hell the name of that first song is that I can never remember is also cool. It's just a fun album. Dude, the back. song
0: Leprosy is awesome. Yeah, Left
2: yeah, yeah. to Die is fucking Left sick to as die fuck, is yeah, 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 yeah. fine. I don't mind yeah. it.
0: But, so dude. as
2: you're rightly assuming, my number one is Evil Dead. It's yes. just a catchy yes. ass Song, dude, front to back, that de- 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 again, it's that sinister nature, it's that Halloweeny, it's vibe that makes you know old death metal so awesome, you know, and it's a <laughs> song about one of my favorite friggin' movies of all time, like like yeah, it's and the then you totally package.
0: redeem yourself,
1: yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. and um, and just like like even the, and the even that yeah, first of all, so on the I Mantis
1: love demo, that scream, dude, yeah. yeah,
0: like that's probably my favorite on the fucking yeah. album.
2: So um. On the original version, uh, well, the Mantis demo, it's it's Cam Lee's doing all the vocals on all the songs. That's the one Chuck does. Is is evil, and I can't imagine as much as I, I don't love have those, much, but
3: I have this one. Yeah,
2: <laughs> and as much as I like what Cam Lee does, like I can't imagine him singing that song. You know what I mean? Like it's so distinctive. Which Chuck, Chuck only
0: sings Evil Dead in the Mantis on a yeah, Mantis demo. Yeah, everything
2: else is Cam Lee. Oh, um, and again, I can't. You know, it's because of that ah, <laughs> like, you know, thing he does. Like you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I can't imagine it any other way, dude. Dude, like, his
0: vocals are really cool in the first album.
2: Yeah. I love it, dude. Like... Even that thing in the beginning, I can't believe, I don't remember the name of that first song, but where he's coming in in the first one, he's like, Urgh! oh yeah.
1: <laughs> and
0: then yeah. it sound weird to you though. Going from Sound of Perseverance, going backwards, does it sound oh, yeah. weird to you? That are you know, like, that's how he started? Now it's so weird. Yeah. Because usually it's people like, go the
3: other way, yeah. you know?
2: Now yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, that's just how it was. But going back in the day, man, I kind of miss that journey of discovery, you know? too. It was Me too. cool as fuck, you know? You know yeah, you could do it in again, five
3: right? seconds on fucking Spotify or yeah. YouTube. I um, had to work
2: for every single goddamn one of so you
3: <laughs> know. bloody gore, um, actually got me caught for stealing a car.
2: Oh shit! <laughs> so just side,
3: so it's not as bad as you think. But um, I was a senior in high school. English teacher was very cool, liked us, and she's like, "Go get um something out of my car." And actually, can you move it? Um, if you see uh, closer spots in the teacher's parking lot. What the fuck? Can you move it closer? <laughs> Straight down here? And so, um, yeah, Vista High, Panthers, no CIF sure. Can you CIF my lawn
0: while you're down there? Yeah. And, you know, Teacher. maybe take oh. out my trash. I
3: remember. She was an uh, older white lady that was super sweet. Yeah, that doesn't narrow it down.
1: Well, she's the one.
3: She's like, you go move my car, Beaner. You know, like, so she's, I'm not the racist one here. No, she didn't say that. Um, no, it was me and my friend, Seth, um... We're like, yeah, let's, let's go do it. And then um, I was like, I'm fucking, uh, I'm hungry, dude. We should blast some Jack in the Box. So we fucking go get Jack in the Box. We come back. <laughs> the same Jack in the Box here on the corner? Yeah. Sick. Yeah, we go to that. Yeah, we go get Jack in the Box. We fucking eat it. And then how we get caught that we took it off the premises is not only the receipt for Jack in the Box, <laughs> we fucking left Scream Bloody Gore in the fucking tape nice. player.
2: Because awesome. we were partying. Oh, that's good so. times. Is that what it says on the little ticket is is for partying? That's yeah. The, that's the yeah. infraction? I love it. Oh, man. See, those are those are timeless memories together. Right
3: there. I, I have also, I hope things. that she turned her car on and was like scared. Oh, like 70s show style? I think so. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, yeah. But like, where it's just like, oh, you did so good with not taking the car out, and then he turns the ignition on and the radio is blaring or whatever. Mm. <laughs> oh, man. I hope it's
3: that scream from fucking Evil Dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hell I yeah. love
1: it.
2: That's fucking great, dude. Oh, well,
0: all the pressure's on you now. Mentally blind. Rock. No pressure. Whoa. Depl- de- de- Every one, one of my favorite songs off human or fucking individual thought patterns. There was no way anything was going to beat it. It's my favorite section of like almost like back to back albums of almost any band. Like nice. fuck. It's so fucking awesome. Yeah. See that's... the fucking middle dude the, the chorus. The fucking like, yeah. It's so pretty, but he's just like
1: for the better Yeah.
0: Like it's so fucking cool. And like there's not like it's weird because like on human heat, I don't think there's really a part like that. They have a couple of like the really like pretty Like even like on vacant Planets, like they have stuff like that, but he's not singing on any of it. Yeah, you know. And then it's this. It's like you're hearing fucking you know what is overactive imagination, which is pretty fucking hard song. It's got these weird start stops and starts. Then you have inhuman form. He's talking about you're the next victim, and then there's jealousy, which I used to thought I used to think he said like uh, kill the uh, spill the seed. (laughs) (laughs) He's saying jealousy. You know, so then I thought it was like kill the sea. A jealousy. jealousy. I was like, "Wow, dude, this is weird." <laughs> yeah, you know. And then you go to this, and it has this really like pretty chorus. It's kind of fucking weird, but it's also like, I think it sets it up for later in the album. Uh, things like destiny. I think there's a section in um, individual thought patterns where like Steve just goes like a little bit fucking crazy. Like it, it they hit like this little fucking trippy part, and Steve's just fucking doing his thing.
1: Mm.
0: You know, and then and. I mean, it, it kind of sets it all up, man. And, like, it's a part... It's really weird because I know it's not the dudes from Cynic, but, dude, the, the, it sounds like something that... It's well, all yeah. left It sounds over, like something yeah, they could do. They've set the precedent, Or they would right? do or something. Yeah, like, it was almost like fucking, yeah, like leftovers. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, Chuck took what he still... He still took what he had from human and still brought even some of that into individual thought patterns, which... Honestly, I think that's one of the coolest things he, he does is he never fully gets away from what you know. As much as he tried to push everything away, he never fully gets away from any of it. Yeah, no. not until he does. Not until Control the Night, and that's why I don't like fucking Sound of Perseverance because it's a Control the Night album to me, and it is because to me he finally pushed everything away. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was it was like. Now, granted, I'm stoked because he actually got to do that. Like he, that's what he was, that's what he was aiming for, and he fucking hit it. And I've listened to Control Denied stuff. I don't particularly like it, but I, you know, it's it's Chuck. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like how could you, how could you? Yeah, hate absolutely, it? yeah. You know, but like, yeah, he he always kind of carried a little a, a little something into the next album. Yeah. Yeah, each one with which... still absolutely changing everything.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's that's why it's not like just a total drop off in change. You know, like like I'm sure if you listen to Sound of Perseverance back to back with uh with Scream Bloody Gore, it'd be a very different conversation, right? Well,
0: so okay, tell me this: like, if you do, you think like if you if you took Steve DiGiorgio out of human and individual thought patterns and maybe put Terry Butler in there, would they even? How much of that fucking sound on those two albums is Steve DiGiorgio? Because he's all over that I think shit. it's like really important. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's so weird to think that for a bass player, yeah. the, the guys that are generally like, eh, Because like I, w-
3: I was saying, it gives you that fucking uneasy feeling with that fucking fretless bass. Like, it, it's almost it's almost <laughs> sickening. It's because yeah. like
0: Charlie Brown's fucking teachers. Especially when
2: he's got that little bit of extra flair with the pedals on there and yeah. it just accentuates it that much more everybody it's, it's,
0: there's certain pirate, base dude. players that if you took them away it would that massively fucking change the fucking st- i mean iron maiden obviously. alex webster you know. dude alex yeah, webster, fucking, webster, you know, fucking man. rush yeah. if you put another uh, a different base player with rush like mm-hmm. it would be totally different but yeah it, for the most part man base players like you know <laughs> having to be that big of an impact is usually not that common man like, like and i just think like there's just no way these two fucking albums sound even remotely fucking close to as good with, if I almost want to say it wouldn't even sound as good if fucking Steve DiGiorgio played a regular bass. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, I'm with that. It wouldn't fucking sound as cool. There's a slur and like yeah. a, a weird sound of those fucking
3: fretlesses that. just... Yeah,
2: there it'd fuck. be that David Letterman thing when whenever he gets a jab in and his guy goes, you can hear <laughs> you can hear every one of those frets, you know, when he when like he's descending. Um, yeah.
3: I'm tr- I can't remember what song off of Individual Thought Patterns, but he does this really high wow, 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 and you're just like, oh, that's that's yeah, enough, yeah. sir. <laughs> that's silly. <You laughs> Excuse me to calm
0: yeah. down. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that it's so. Yeah, I don't know. Like, these two albums is what makes death for me. For sure. As much as, and like I said, like I loved fucking leprosy when I first heard it, and then I just kind of forgot about it. That same thing happened to me. Death metal became something completely different, and that was just like, oh, well, that's like deep purple or something versus oh, I'm fucking into this Motley Crue thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Sure. It's like yeah, I mean it kind of started there, but like, yeah. and you loved that at the time, but then it was like. So it kind of turned this other thing, and it isn't until now, and it isn't because, I mean, it wasn't until like we started checking out some of those fucking retro bands. Like, So the first time I checked one out was Blood Incantation because I knew they were opening up for fucking Morbid Angel. And I listened to it, and I'm like, it sounds like shit. I don't like the sound. And then I'm sitting there on this fucking podcast talking about fucking, I, all I wanted was death metal to sound better. <laughs> I wanted it to sound better. I wanted it to sound better. I wanted it to sound better. Now, granted, it is cheating because these remasters are fucking awesome. And they sound really w- good. But, you know, and then it was like, why, you know, it wasn't so much, why does everybody want to go back to this old sound? It's more like, I just don't want to go back to the old sound. Yeah, I, I understand why people want the uh, old sound, and especially that hyper organic sound. Yeah. You know, because it does get super compressed and it has gotten super fucking tech and it has gotten super fucking computer, like CGI versus puppets. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a fucking, there's, there's a thing when, with that CGI can't fucking do and that's actual fucking light on an actual fucking thing mm-hmm. right there's certain things that computers can't fucking do that organically you can do that and then, so there's a different fucking sound there but like it wasn't until I started and again that was like okay I tried it no but then I started listening to gate creeper mm-hmm. to mold I'm still not sold on it's super muddy but it's it's all right. There's one called Coffins, which is really fucking cool. Oh, I, I love them. Japan? Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, I saw them, dude. Awesome. They're I was like, fuck. fucking like, sick. And that new Gate Creeper is fucking sick as fuck. Like, I just couldn't deny yeah. it. Like, the Creeping Death album, the newest Creeping Death album is really good. Mm-hmm. And again, I mean, they are they have that fucking HM2 fucking sound that, that is super popular right now. But, I mean... So it's, it's different than this, but it got yeah. me to fucking, you know, okay, I need to go back and, you know, when we're doing this list, I'm like, you know what, I don't need to listen to fucking human or individual. Yeah, it's I've in, it's in me. I've Yeah, those songs so yeah. many times. I need to go back and listen to the first three. And I was like, fuck yes, dude. Like, I fucking missed it. And then because of it, I'm listening to fucking gruesome. I'm checking out. Uh, More atheist, like I mean, Mm I, you know, some of the bands, uh, Incantation, regular Incantation, yeah. I I always make fun. It's like, oh, fucking Blood Incantation, no, you know, Incantation. Well, it's ourselves Blood Incantation, you know. And there's a guy on Twitter named Crip Incantation that we follow. (laughs) But like, (laughs) do we have missed that? Yeah, I started thinking about it though, and I'm like, oh, there's Death, and then there's Napalm Death. Like, oh fuck, you know, we'll just start. Well, Shotgun Death, you know, like fuck whatever. So. Yeah, I, I mean, but I never, like, I've seen those shirts. Like, my downstairs neighbor fucking loves Gruesome. In fact, when we have him on episode, we gotta have him when we do Gruesome. Exactly. But, like, I never listened to him before. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could look at the logo and go, yeah, they're a death band. Like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. You know, they, for sure. They're scream bloody
3: gore. I see what you're doing.
0: They're yep. scream bloody gore core. Like, but mm-hmm. that's what they are. And it's like, fucking dude, okay, cool. And I just never bothered to listen to it because I was so sold on this idea that I didn't like that old sound. And it's like, fuck, if it's done a certain way and it's not just completely mud. Like, I, I agree really with that. Like, I want to hear the, the shit. Like, yeah. yeah. It's you
2: know? an a artist by artist thing, right? I don't think any two of them are doing the same thing. And that's the other thing, too, is you can never replicate that actual old sound. You could just do an imitation of it, right? And then that's when it becomes its own thing. I think you and I have talked about this before, too. I'd like to see somebody do a different approach on that. To me, dude, you can
0: actually fucking take that old sound and make it sound better.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's what I want. Yeah, that's
0: I'm okay with that. That's all I want because that's kind of what these remasters did. Yeah, they took the old sound and they made it sound better. Like it's
3: way clearer. See, I'm I'm almost wondering if had I listened to the remasters before doing this, had it would it have affected my list? Mm. Uh, You'll have to check them out. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, that's one thing I loved about those Megadeth remasters was they left two songs at the end of each CD that had the Scott... or Not the
3: Scott Burns mix, but the original mixes. Right. So you could see the difference. It was like, holy fuck. Oh, but um, I will say, you know, because it's different from the Capitol Records ones. um, So for uh, Killing Is My Business, Mark Lewis... Yeah, I just listened to that for the it's first time, dude. It's fucking insane. I didn't realize how much double bass was on that yeah. fucking record. or Ellison, what he's actually he's doing, it's amazing. It. Yeah, props to oh, Mark dude, Lewis, mis- man.
2: Mustaine,
0: yeah. when he said he was going through those other ones, man, he was like, I was cleaning all this tape, and I'm fucking listening to it, and he's listening to the fucking songs that he recorded. And he's like, I don't remember doing that, you know. So I mean, if 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 Chuck was still around, I mean, I could totally see him saying like, hey, like. You know, fuck, scream bloody gore or like fucking, you know, I I didn't think it sounded like total fucking shit, but like. Well, Headfield says that fucking kill 'em all sounds like shit. He he like yeah. See that one actually sounds. I mean, for back then, like it sounds pretty good. I feel the same
3: way, but he he's just like, he's like I'm touched at like a hockey arena. They're playing like seek and destroy, but he's just like what's wrong with you this sounds like shit <laughs> <laughs> it sounds
2: better than uh, the
3: original there's some Kelloggans albums that Business. just don't sound as good yeah. the production's
0: not there but then there's some albums like so far so good so what sounds like shit yeah mm-hmm. I mean
2: did you try the the new ver- more recent version of that one from 15 years ago? Sounds
3: way was better. It fifteen years ago, because that's when he did. Yeah, he redid re- the oh entire catalog. Oh God, that catalog. was fifteen years ago. Yeah, oh yeah, my God, because I when it came out, yeah, I was working out. at Capitol Records, and I was just like, I get free stuff. Don't nice. mind if I do, and just uh, walked out with all of them. Yeah, and that was fifteen years ago. It was fifteen years ago. Yeah, because it was fuck? between
2: when Megadeth was a thing, because he was out for that uh, pinched nerve thing or whatever was wrong with him. With his arm,
3: yeah, he. I just remember when they first
0: did those, and I, I, remember reading the interview with him, and I remember downloading, going, "Holy fuck, this sounds awesome!" Mm-hmm. Like, but a lot of those were ones I wanted to sound better. Just like Death, I wanted this, I wanted the albums to sound better.
3: Did Did you guys hear? Um, it's the demos of, and it's just Chuck and Richard Christie of the shit that was gonna come out. Uh, um,
2: on Control Denied. Cause there's a second album that ever got finished. Apparently that's
1: floating around.
3: I don't know if, if that's what they were working on. It's. I, th- I thought it was, I just, guess I'm unsure. It's just the two dudes. Yeah. But for, like,
0: uh, for sound of perseverance, maybe
3: it's like, it's after that. Oh, okay. so it's like, it's what oh, it was before say, he like, died. Yeah. There's um, a, on
0: those remastered Well, the deluxe reissues cause they have the reissue and then the deluxe reissue or whatever. Yeah. The deluxe is the ones with like all these fucking studio outtakes and, you know, just drum and bass rehearsals and just it drum and guitar.
2: Amazing, the stuff that they're releasing and, like, like that they kept track of. Like, like yeah. if you look at their discography, they had, like, I swear to God, it seemed like in the initial stage of rehearsal tape, which I didn't really know was a thing until recently, but one of those for what it must have been, like, every practice it seems like they
1: had, you know yeah. what I mean? Even if not I almost, everybody was there.
3: I almost think it, it, it wasn't for Control Tonight because it, it was going back more towards human, the stuff I remember. Like, it didn't sound power metal-y, pretty huh? because um, I
2: mean they have all that where it's the demos the rehearsal tapes the yeah. live whatever now you got me curious I'm trying to look all these up I hey, have the control while you're on there, one. rattle
0: off the top Spotify yeah alright Spotify
3: top 10 songs Spotify you silly bitch
2: yep 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 alright so 10th most we got Bite the Pain Off Sound of Perseverance 1.5 mil after that, we got leprosy at 1.8, almost 1.9. Uh, let's see. Then we got flesh and the power it holds off of Sound of Perseverance. Most of these are off Sound of Perseverance. Funny enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I already know. <laughs> Stupid.
2: <laughs> yep, yep. 2.6 mil on fle- or flesh and the power it holds. Uh, scavenger of Human Sorrow, 2.9, soon to be 3
1: scavenger.
2: mil. It's awesome that these are all in the millions, by the way. Uh, Let's see. Then you got their rendition of Painkiller at 3.2. Then you got Pull the Plug off Leprosy. So you got two off Leprosy in the top 10, 3.6 mil. Then you got Crystal Mountain off Symbolic at 4.7 mil. From there, we got Spirit Crusher at 5.3. Symbolic at 7.5. So two off of Symbolic, two off of Leprosy. What was the other one? Either way. At number one, to the amazement of both of these guys, I think it's cool. I was just surprised at this much too. "Voice of the Soul," the instrumental guitar track, nine million streams.
3: So weird. Yeah. Was it like in an episode of Gilmore Girls or something that we didn't know? Like fucking like people that don't listen to death metal. That's a like...
2: deep cut. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm I'm interested in why that's the case. But good on them. all, all those streams got to be going somewhere, right?
3: Supposedly, it's like, it's like it'd be on at like Wicks and Sticks or something.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I can do that. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the equivalent of I was surprised.
0: Hot. Pull the plug. Like when I saw, like, I guess like, well, pull the plug. Like what the fuck? And then like I was, liked it, but it was we were watching the fuck, and I was watching that show, and they talked about pull the plug. It was like one of their bigger fuck. Like it was like their hit fucking song off of Leprosy. Like that was the jam. Like that was the one they closed <laughs> with. That was the one that was like the huge jam. And I was like, what? Oh, dude, yeah. It's I like, was really surprised by that because yeah. I don't like i've never seen a lot of live sets or anything but i mean i just was i thought for sure it'd be like something else off a of like like left to die i think yeah is, is fuck so I agree.
1: good that's I love, our
0: episode yes
2: thanks again death. for yeah thank you again for Not everybody for general. joining us yeah. well yeah the band de- the u.s metal band <laughs> death from florida let's let's yes. eliminate all ambiguities eli thanks again for joining us thanks uh, for having me Anything you want to plug, or did you want to talk about uh, how you got into Insight
3: real quick? Um, uh, sure. Like uh, Richie called me up and he's like, "Let's party." I did. Um, it. yeah. So we'll be. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you want to do this? Yeah, I want to do this. Cool, bro. Cool, bro. See yeah. you later.
3: So I told you. Simple. You know? Simple. <laughs> Easy peasy, <laughs> End dude. Quote. Um, I love it. Uh, so yeah, the the um, I actually won't be doing the UK dates with them um, in January, but still go see them, uh, and then, um, I'll be joining them in France for the rest of the, uh, European dates, and the reason I'm not doing the UK dates is because Holy Grail is playing the 17th, um, January 17th, um, at the House of Blues in Anaheim, and then on the 19th at, um, uh the whiskey a go go um a go-go. with uh gus g which i don't know ah, what the sweet. second g stands for i think it's another gus yeah i was just gonna say gus gus it's like a yeah. uh, cinderella that one mouse with the yellow shirt <laughs> that's
2: yeah <laughs> um yeah i guess i'd you know anyways they look forward to hearing it look forward to more with insight holy grail um alien satan obviously yes
3: album is uh Killing Me, but it's in the works.
2: Those are the best ones, right? <laughs> yeah. Because they end up being that way anyways at the time. Looking forward to that Kaiser Soze revival.
3: Oh, we uh, we actually might remaster or master and yeah. then um, put it out. Uh, Alien Satan also, since we were talking about band names, was uh, almost um, Napalm Death Cab for Cutie. I love it. So, uh, nice. Oh, yeah, I
2: forgot. I, I'm totally <clears throat> remiss to forget this. Your, your former moniker was Eli Santana in the Bestiality Boys.
3: I can either uh, confirm or deny. <laughs> Fucking I up. wasn't into beastiality. The other dudes were. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're the beastiality was all boys. them.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's been a blast. Thanks for joining us. Uh, can't wait to do. We talked about some other ones in the near future. So everybody be looking out for that. Also, Cynic, Get Back Together. Yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> Sean, Get Back Together in Cynic with Paul, okay, who owns yeah, the sure. whole name. Did you hear that last song they did? No. I liked it it's just I'd rather it was John on drums even though that trio Escapes guy does a good job but that's for another episode thanks again everybody like rate review subscribe all that hit us up on all the socials i am at yesitisidavid on all the stuff he's at what is it i can't even remember
0: jason fitness on instagram yeah. jason ten smith on twitter that's the one mostly it's just metalist pod on twitter i don't get on my own very much
2: yeah so there check us out on twitter everything else it's metalist podcast Until then Eat your veggies Fuck your prayers See you then
1: Later